It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running, on this fifth day of October, 2023. This is the horn. Headon.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the great globe round at whatever time it is where you're listening to the podcast. And thank you for listening to the podcast so very kindly. And I hope uh, that when you listen to the podcast, you will kindly like it, subscribe to it, share it with your friends and neighbors, leave a comment on the, uh, on the, on the page so other people can know that you're listening and uh, perhaps help to encourage others to join in the conversation. Hi, I'm Robin. It is Thorn in the Side Thursday today. The weeks, they just fly by. Especially, doggone it, especially in what pleasant weather. As, uh, as Shakespeare said, the rain, it raineth every day. But if you get a beautiful day, it's like, don't blink or you'll miss it. Or so it seems. But we are. It's it's Thursday. Um, October is five days old. Blows my mind. Um, we're here and uh, kind of paying attention and waiting for wait, waiting for the balloon to go up, waiting to waiting for the arrival of our little, our next little granddaughter, and can't wait to meet her. But as I said in terms of pro- a program note, I don't know when that is. I mean, she's not, my, my daughter-in-law is not being induced or anything. At least there's no plans for that at this point. So as is always the case with going into labor, you know, my granddaughter's in charge of that. So whenever that happens, we'll be gone. Uh, 
I won't be gone very long, but I may be gone for a couple of days. Because I want a chance to see her and welcome her to the planet. And, you know, what with her being a brand new earthling and everything. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but like I said, I'll put it on... I'll put it on social media so folks can know and try to pass the information around and whatnot. I, and by the way, if you're listening live right now, please feel free to pop by the uh, aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany. You'll be greeted there by the early arrivers uh, from uh, in alphabetical order. That would be Anatole and Irish Dave and Squeaky and Theo. And you will, of course, be capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist and Chief Mathematician and Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger, in Oregon. Uh, how did the, how did the bacon go, Roger? How was the bread? Uh, I need to I need to bake some fresh bread. I haven't baked bread in a long time. Uh, in one of the in one of the frugal gourmet, remember the frugal gourmet? Uh, I can't remember. Did he turn out to be a perv? If so, ill. But in one of the frugal gourmet cookbooks. There was a recipe for something uh, that was titled uh, Shaker Daily Loaf, and it was from you know it was, it was apparently an old recipe from the the Shaker community. And it uses milk, and and, and it just rises so beautiful. Oh, you talk about a light bread. I practically float off the table. Oh, Roger said it was great, made rolls as well. Mmm, fresh rolls. Ha! Oh. With the butter that I'm getting, they carry it up at the Wiggle and Pig unpaid product placement uh, from somewhere called Greenbrier Dairy. Oh, my heavenly days. It's, it's the best butter I've ever eaten in my life. And on fresh baked bread, it would just be magic. I saw a thing online the other day and it was a little pricey, but it was the coolest thing. You know, we, we talked the other day um, on the front porch, I think, a couple of Fridays back. Uh, we were talking about the butter-making process. Well, this is, <laughs> since we've been talking over the course of the past week about things like old mason jars and old ball jars. Ball's the brand, not, it's not, not, not stop it. Uh But this is, it, it's, it's a butter churn thingy that actually works with a quart or half gallon uh, mason jar. It's got threads to match the mouth of the jar. And you get you you know you, you get your salted buttermilk and everything and you put it you put it in your jar and you screw this thing on, thread it on there, and it's got like a it's got a crank. Kind of like an old hand uh, hand mixer. And you sit there and you crank your buttermilk and pretty soon, son of a gun, you've got butter. And you you know you take the fresh butter out and you 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 rinse it and squeeze it and drain it in a in a uh, in a bowl of water and get all the water out and then you shape it into sticks or rounds or whatever 
And I really want to do it. There's just, I don't know why, but I want to make my own butter. I, I think the process is simply fascinating. <laughs> Matt! Matt in San Francisco, five minutes in and we're already talking about balls. Today's show has promise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, there's uh, Hi, Kim. Kim in New York says, uh, Frugal Gourmet. Now, that's a blast from the past. Boy, I enjoyed his shows. I know. Weren't they great? I guess the first cooking show I remember ever watching was Graham Kerr's The Galloping Gourmet. And, you know, he was always fun because it, 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 and it was basically... Graham Kerr had the same shtick that Justin Wilson would go on to have as the uh, as the Cajun chef. Because whatever he was... Oh, you know, we'll need a cup of wine for the sauce. And a cup of sauce for the <coughs> chef. Um. Yeah, right. And and Justin Wilson, his 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 Cajun cooking was delicious. Um, Kim says uh, the answer to your question is well, there were allegations. Per Wikipedia, in 1997, seven men filed a lawsuit against Smith, charging him with sexual abuse. Six of them alleged that they were molested as teenagers in the 1970s while working at the Chaplain's Pantry in Tacoma, Washington. The seventh claimed that he was assaulted in 1992 at age 14 after Smith picked him up as a hitchhiker. Smith denied the allegations and no criminal charges were filed, but he and his insurers settled the cases for an undisclosed amount in 1998. The litigation ended his television career, though he continued his writing and charitable work. Uh, and he, he put out some great books. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was another one, uh, The Frugal Gourmet Cooks Three Ancient Cuisines. I think it was um, Chinese. Uh, Indian and uh, Roman. And he had worked he had worked from the uh, the ancient Roman cookbook and came with some fascinating recipes that way. Uh, oh, that sounds like so little fun, Randy Radar. I wish I had time to cook, Randy Radar says. Um, I, I, how, did, how did I get there? Well, whatever. But at some point in time, I, I may I may spring for that little little churn, and it'd just be fun. To, I wonder, you know, I just wonder what it would taste like compared to the store bought stuff. But the store bought stuff I'm getting right now is pretty good. So it is. Thorn in the side Thursday. And we have a lot of the usual suspects. Of course. Oh, and uh, of course, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So th thank yous go out to our fifth day of the month subscribers. And that means we say thank you to Kevin in Colorado Springs and to uh, Gene and Anne across the pond 
And thank you to Kenda in Missouri. Thank you all for being uh, partial sponsors of the program. It is indeed much appreciated. Helps with the bill paying. So where we start or where we find ourselves uh, in terms of keeping it all on the air and everything, uh, the fundraising goal stands at $580. No, $570. $570, I'm sorry. Um, Five hundred and seventy bucks. And I had a note from Joy in Ann Arbor saying, "Make this a thing, Robin." Well, to the extent I can. Yes. Um, Joy said, "I saw a hashtag for the spoke, speaker pro tempora, for speaker pro tempora McAngry, that cremated me. Are you ready? Hashtag. Cabler speaker." <laughs> <laughs> it's especially funny because we talk on Fridays on the front porch about the old holler tree that we where we uh, that we sublet from the Keebler elves. I didn't know the money was going to Representative Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. We have to may, we may have to find a different place for the front porch crowd to meet. Keebler speaker. Like I said, I, every time I see him, I just think of. Uh, I think of a head in search of a swirly. I think of, you know, a wedgie waiting to happen. You know, somebody reaching up and untying his bow ties. What? Help me. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Jamie from the UK... I remember what was what was, what was the shtick in the early days of food, the Food Network. Um, Jamie from the UK now has great cooking shows on Dabble. A bit frenetic, but he throws meals together in thirty minutes. Proof of the necessity of the Oxford comma. Speaking of cooks, it came from. Uh, a headline that said, "Rachel Ray: colon, Loves cooking, fa- uh, loves loves cooking, family, and pets. Right up there with each shoots and leaves. Some 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 things need some lists need commas, others do not. But I'm 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 staying I'm staying away from Rachel Ray just to be sure." Oh, excuse me. Oh, Steve. Steve in New York. Of course, Roman. Of course. Wow, the things that we got into in the first few minutes of this program. Again, five minutes in and we're already talking about balls. This show has problems. Matt, some evenings you just make my life. One thing Steve was talking about is the fact that the Democrats seem to be actually good at the politics in which they're engaging right now. You know, from AOC saying it's not her job uh, to mother the Republicans and that 
men don't have a constitutional right to fail upwards. Awesome. Awesome. And now uh, people are uh, people are needling cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs Cary Lake. With Ruben Gallego, who hopefully will be the Arizona Democratic nominee for Senate, Ruben Gallego goes after Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs Carrie on uh, the, the shitter from time to time. But it turned out he was on a plane that she was on. And they were needling each other back and forth on social media. And she was aggrieved that he called uh, Trump's stupid border wall racist. And uh, so Carrie Lake was needling Gallego over the fact that Congress appropriated money that had to be spent. There was no way to appropriate it elsewhere. And President Biden either could have refused the funds... Or let the law be what the law is. And so, uh, in flight, Ruben Gallego said, Hey, Carrie, we're on the same plane. Just come back from first class to coach and we can chat. Happy to walk you through all my legislative work to deliver key resources to Arizona's border communities. But she, uh, she never left first class. And she's a real twit. She said that uh, he never comes home to Arizona anymore. I can help with your homesickness. I know it's got to be difficult for you to leave your full-time residence in D.C. and visit the people you pretend to represent. This from a woman who plans to run for Senate in Arizona, having moved to Palm Beach, Florida, or nearly moved to Palm Beach, after getting her ass handed to her in the Arizona governor's race. And she still thinks she's vice presidential material. And by the way, she's getting sued for defamation back in Arizona. She's odious. Oh, and uh, we had a clip last week, was it, from Mr. Meth Pillow? 
Mike Lindell, talking about how American Express is deliberately trying to kill his company, when in fact what, what American Express did was downgrade his credit limit because it appears that he may not be able to pay back the money he owes them. And now he's trying to pull a Trump with his lawyers. And so today, he explained that he has lost everything. Yes. Among other things, in court today, the law firm of Parker Daniels Kybort, you go to the Kybort, uh, you go to the Kybort cutoff and get out of your car and cut off your Kybort. Million units of uh, penicillin will often help with a case of Kybort. But in the, in the ongoing cases against Mr. Methpillow for defamation, some about Republicans engaging in defamation and can't help themselves. But uh, in their filing, Parker Daniels Kybort said, Mike Lindell is into them for millions of dollars. Millions and millions. It's the best time of the morning. Yeah, and the promo. It's your headline, 7.30 on a Wednesday morning, and the Justice Department is blasting efforts by Donald Trump's lawyers to delay the investigation of classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago, the former president's country club. A new court filing notes that any unauthorized disclosure of the documents could do, quote, grave damage to national security. And the Justice Department adds that delays in the investigation could do irreparable harm to the government and to the public. In the meantime, my pillow chief executive, Mike Lindell, said yesterday that federal agents approached him in the drive-thru of a Minnesota fast food restaurant. He claims the FBI agents seized his phone and questioned him as part of an investigation into a Colorado election security breach. It's the best time of the morning. Well, that was not the clip they said it was. But in point of fact, that law firm... said uh, at this time defendants are in arrears by millions of dollars to PDK which is not to DPK PDK is a small litigation and trial firm in Minneapolis, Minnesota and cannot afford to finance defendants defense in the litigations and so um, they said we've told them about it the defendants know about this, and we need to be relieved as counsel because we can't work for free. Uh, the problem is the the problem isn't going away. So PDK, uh, Parker Daniels Kybort. said uh, future fees and costs will amount to millions of dollars in addition to the millions of dollars already owed. All of this because Mike Lindell insisted on uh, defaming Smartmatic and Dominion voting systems and a Dominion employee named Eric Coomer 
And so today, Mr. Meth Pillow said, I understand. They were brave and courageous, and I'd keep paying them if it wasn't broke. We've lost everything, every dime. All of it is gone. They took away my borrowing because of all you guys in the media. Uh, they said, uh, you're going to get new eyes. Uh, it's just happened today. It's too soon to tell. But see, he said he's going broke because of you you guys in the media. No, 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 Mr. Meth Pillow. You're going broke because you're a nut job who stuck his head so far up nitwit Nero's ass that, well, we can see you any time that he yawns or sneezes. I got canceled. No, you didn't. No. You're dealing with consequences for your horrible act for your horrible actions. Consequences are things. What's more, consequences are things that, well, happen when people do stupid consequential things. It's really not that complicated. It's like, you know, Mr. Meth Pillow is like your old, old, great, great granny who believes that wrestling is real and sits in front of the TV with her can of beer and her pack of cigarettes and her, li- her, and, and, and her Zippo lighter. Thinking of you, Scott. Kill him! Kill him! Get him! And talking about self-inflicted wounds, it was back in April when an arbitration panel said, no, 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 Mr. Meth Pillow, you offered $5 million for your Prove Me Wrong 2020 election challenge. And you said you'd pay $5 million to anybody who could provide proof that your data wasn't valid. And, uh, you know, you, you said outright, for the people who find the evidence, $5 million is their reward. So a software developer named Robert Zeidman proved it was all baloney. And Mr. Methpillow didn't want to pay, and the arbitration panel said, oh, but you have to. And so even today, he's doubling down. Saying, I will never stop trying to secure our elections. I think his priorities are misplaced. I think he should stop, you know, doing whatever it is he's back to doing, apparently, before he tries to secure any, yeah. And so there's Mr. Meth Pillow uh, being financially ruined out of his Devotion to his orange god emperor. Rudy Giuliani will be lucky if he has a cardboard box to put over a refrigerator, over a subway grate to live in. And I'm not real broken up about it.
uh, Matt in San Francisco, Mr. Pil- Mr. My Pillow Guy. His meth dealer is going to miss the My Pillow money. There's trouble with being in that business. Eventually, you you lose all your customers. And then there's Nitwit Nero himself. Who today... Literally... Issued a cry for help. Day four... Of his trial that will probably last into December... And he really can't, he, he, he's really coming apart. It, going full racist in his own right this morning on Tripe Social, which may not be his for very much longer, and he may, may have his own account canceled. The ridiculous AG case against me in New York, but by the resistant incompetent Peekaboo James. Peekaboo? Is being studied and mocked all over the world. Companies are fleeing. It and the highly political Trump-hating judge are destroying the image and reputation of the New York state legal system and courts. I don't even get a jury. All of this while murders and violent crime hit unimaginable records. This is so bad for New York. So bad, believe me. And uh, then, because he's, it's beginning to dawn on him just how deep the doo-doo is that he's in, and he said, help! The respected commercial division where it should have been sent in the first place must take over this show. S-H dot dot show. Commercial division can't. It's in its proper venue. There have been challenges to venue. Those challenges have failed. And I don't know if it's just because he's he's besotted with counsel for the parking garage, Alina Habana Habana Habana, or if he believes uh, what she's telling. But Justice Angoran said from the bench. You didn't request a jury trial. Although I did read some speculation earlier today that this was actually a calculated decision. Nitwit Nero is so thoroughly despised in New York, in the city, that you know, getting six people plus two on the, as alternates to sit on the jury who didn't actively despise him would have been fairly tough sledding. And meanwhile, he just keeps hoisting himself on his own petard. Help! Help me! Please! Yeah, you're not the fifth element, Donnie.
And uh, Jamie Raskin spoke to a lot of the whining going on of late. He gave an interview to the to Greg Sargent of the Washington Post, answering once again the question of why didn't the Democrats just save save Kevin McCarthy? Well, yesterday, like I said, we had AOC saying, uh, "I'm not their mama, and I don't. Have, it's not my job to put pool noodles in the sharp corners." And in speaking to the Post, Jamie Raskin said to Greg Sargent. House Republicans have done nothing but feed Trump derangement and MAGA extremism three meals a day. When the monster turns around to attack them, why do we suddenly have to become their babysitter? The MAGA dysfunction caucus within the GOP just mirrors Donald Trump's political style and program. And now the long knives are out. And there are apparently a lot of Republican Cassiuses. Lawler of New York, for one, who have what Shakespeare called a lean and hungry look. Not the fifth element, says Stephen New York, but he's got the orange part right, though. Yeah, but he's no Mila Jovovich. I love that movie. I can't help it. I am a meat popsicle. Yeah. Anna, Paul, Anna Pavel Laguna. That movie finds it. There's a list of movies. Never mind. It's not movie time. People are Republicans are even talking about trying to scrounge up enough votes, and I'll bet the Democrats would come and play for this. Scrounging up enough votes to get two-thirds of the House to just bounce Matt. It just gates worse straight out of the uh, straight out of the House of Representatives. Yeah, Flavio. Jamie Raskin says, not my Frankenstein, not my lab. Love Raskin, Flavio says, oh, who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know, it's it's desperately serious, and we may be watching the complete complete, uh, falling apart of our attempt at democracy... But, God, the clown's doing it. And I hope they do throw him out of the Republican caucus. I hope they strip him of committee chips. Uh, Some people are pointing out that, uh, well, there's a, a term was coined. Uh, this uh, n- now by uh, U.S. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne, his mom and daddy couldn't. Ma- you want name? You want name Mark? I don't know. You want to name him Wayne? Uh, hey, let's compromise. Let's name him Mark Wayne. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma, Stan. He, he's fairly new to the Senate. He spent, spent ten years in the House, and. He got downright harsh. About uh, uh, Matt Gates. The, 
but he wasn't necessarily wrong. He was uh, he was speaking to Anderson Cooper, Mark Wayne Mullen was, when he delivered this. You got to think about this guy. Um, this is a guy that didn't have that the media didn't give a time of day to after he was accused of sleeping with an underage girl. And there's a reason why no one and the conference came and defended him because we had all seen the videos he was showing on the house floor that all of us had walked away of the girls that he had slept with. He'd brag about how he would crush ED medicine and 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 chase it with um, with an energy drink so he could go all night. This is obviously before you got married. And so when that accusation came out, no one defended him, and then no one on the media would give him a time of the day. All of a sudden, he found fame because he opposed the Speaker of the House back in November, and he's always stayed there. And he's not he was never going to leave until he got this last moment of fame by saying by by going after a motion to vacate. It's important to know Congressman Gates has never been charged with any sex trafficking crime, and he gave this statement to CNN in response. I don't think Mark Wayne Mullen and I have said 20 words to each other on the House floor. This is a lie from someone who doesn't know me and who is coping with the death of the political career of his friend Kevin. Thoughts and prayers. What a dick. No, really, what a dick. You dick! And do you do you know you know Republicans always going to Republicans, maggots always going to MAGA. Did you notice in that clip whose fault it is? Yeah, the media's. It's the media who didn't run out there, and what well, didn't they? I mean, it certainly hit the wire services. You know, the fact that he sent money to an underage sex worker via Venmo and made the payment public. And uh, apparently, it, oh, it said 20 words to each other. No, it sounds like, according to Mark Wayne, they said a lot more than 20 words. And what he's saying is that, Matt, it just gets worse. It has been getting worse for a while. I mean, imagine being, and, and the term, the term, by the way, is Matt Gates is uh, working toward being Cawthorned. Remember young Matty Cawthorn who had two years in the House of Representatives and uh, lied about why he wound up uh, paralyzed and uh, lied about what he was, uh, well, lied about being, a, uh, you know, having a, having a service academy appointment. Lied, 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 lied. And then showed up in a picture wearing a lovely black lace bra uh, on a cruise ship and said, well, you know, we was just clowning around. <laughs> yeah. It's usually the excuse when one is an egg. <sighs> And so, uh, Mark Wayne ain't backing down, Mark Wayne Mullen. And so this morning, he, he did another, uh, and what's this been, crushing ED medicine? Yeah, basically, dick pills crushing them. I mean, I, jo I joke here, and it is a joke. I joke about, you know, seeing something delicious 
and just, you know, reaching in my pocket and pulling out a couple of metformins and crushing them up and doing a few rails so I could eat something to do something bad for me. He was being serious, Matt just Gates worse was, when he was... I'm caffeine sensitive, so I have never tasted Red Bull. And I don't particularly want wings. But I see people I know doing like chilled shots of vodka or or, or or shots of vodka dropped in a cold glass of Red Bull. And and, and, and that's a yeah, that's a that's a, that's a powerful combination. Wide the hell awake, jacked up and drunk off your ass. Winning. So he could go all night and bragging and bragging about the women he fucked. And and you know these kind of guys usually, uh, the people they're bragging about having had sex with, wouldn't touch him. Uh, with uh, with uh, wouldn't touch him with some uh, some woman they hates vagina. This guy has this this guy is in a, ca- a state of perpetual adolescence, and for somebody who hasn't said twenty words to Matt Gates, Mark Wayne Mullen has pulled out the long knives and apparently knows a lot. It wasn't too long ago that no one would even touch him because he was being accused of, of sleeping with underage girls, which, honestly, there was no colleagues that came out and defended him because, quite frankly, the stuff that he would show on the floor and the stuff he would brag about on the floor before he was married, we probably thought, well, that's, that's, that's reasonable, and we would always have to walk away from him. Uh, and so this individual that you have here, I don't think what he's done is 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 something to be expelled. But this is something that his constituents back in Florida should make a hard look at. I mean, there was many times that he would go out on on news programs in the evening and he would tell me personally, hey, I've got to go sell my constituent catheters because all he was doing was selling himself. And evidently his constituent base is is an older base. And that he thought that was funny. To me, that's not funny. You take your job and make it serious. Do what's right by it and serve. This isn't a this isn't an opportunity for you just to have a an opportunity to promote yourself, which that was what Matt Gates' goals was. And so now that he wasn't relevant before Speaker McCarthy, the Speaker McCarthy uh, opposing him has made him um, uh, a, a credible candidate somehow and allowed him to get uh, get all the attention that he was seeking beforehand. And he's going to continue to do this, even if it's the next speaker, because he has to seek that yeah. that attention. I mean, remember what I said, Emma, this is retail politics. This has nothing to do with policy or principle any, uh, anymore. Well, just jumping in really quickly, uh, those accusations I know you brought up earlier, just uh, those are allegations. They were never proven. And again, that Congressman Gates has with, denied with, those I will say that you're 100% right. He's denied those right. and, and went away. But right. the other part, what I'm saying about the individual, those aren't allegations. That's firsthand that he told me that we dealt with on the floor. The first time I ever met this guy, he walked up to me and Christy Nome at the time was at the podium. He was speaker or he was elected at the time. He was a member elect. So we was going through conference and orientation. And he walked up to me as Christy Nome, now Governor Christy Nome. And she, he said, man, she's a fine and you can put the B word in place there. And I looked at him. I said, really? Because Christy is a very close friend of mine. And he turned around and walked away. Later, I will say he came up and apologized for that. 
but he still shouldn't have said it. It was completely out of line, and this is the type of individual Matt Gates is. Clearly not a fan. Clearly not a fan. Now, meanwhile, and it's worth noting, and I just have to say this. Meanwhile, Mark Wayne is a maggot. He's every bit as toxic as Matt It just gates worse. He's just toxic in the Senate way of being maggot toxic. This guy, he's a Republican. This guy could, if he wanted to, go on TV shows like this and condemn and call out, just as a for instance, Tommy Tubbaguts. Tommy the Tuber. Easily. And by the way, I, mean, I, I don't know, maybe Mark Wayne hasn't heard the news, uh, you know, because, well, Christy Nome is a close personal friend of his. Uh, I don't know if I'd be advertising that or not. It being how, you know, she's got those good Christian family values and, and marrying one man and one low man, godly upstanding marriage. And meanwhile, just, you know, Swinging from the chandeliers with the likes of Corey Lewandowski. Yeah. Be became a running joke in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> Christy Nome. Gonna save conservatism. <laughs> the guy fucking, the guy fucking, uh, the girl fucking Corey Lewandowski. Sorry, didn't mean to misgender you there, Christy. <sighs> Still, come on, let's let you and him fight. And remember, you know, the, the Cawthorning, you know, I mentioned some aspects of Cawthorn, but what he became famous for was going on a podcast and describing the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington and saying that a, you know, some high-ranking, respectable Republican had invited him to an orgy. And then when uh, the Daily Beast got hold of it, they dug around and found, quote, Multiple embarrassing traffic stops, a credible accusation of insider trading, photos of him sporting hoop earrings and a bra, a video of a male staffer's hand near his crotch, another video showing him jokingly but nakedly humping the upper body of potentially the same man, his cousin. You're my cousin, you're my cousin, you're my cousin. Uh, yeah. I really, I really can't think of anything that might befall Matt. It just gates worse. That would send me into a into a fit of grief. And I hope he does go Cawthorn himself. That line about I got to go out and sell some catheters. It, it, it didn't get mentioned in context there, but. That's a reference to appearing on right-wing media. 
I joke about buy gold now ads and jokes and and and, and uh, ads for Bose Wave radios and mattresses made of uh, mattresses made of NASA developed foam by Swedish designers. But what there are out there on right wing media right now are absolute scads of ads uh-huh. for catheters. I, I, I get the I get the purple polka dotted cringes just at the word. But he despises his constituents. And considering the fact that they sent him to Washington, D.C., I don't have any problem saying I despise his constituents, too, at least the ones that cast votes for him. Because in the end, anybody who votes for Matt Gates wants Matt Gates to be Matt Gates. Anybody who actually casts a vote for Matt Gates is associating themselves with his behavior by their vote. Same thing goes for the 13th uh, Congressional District of Georgia. You vote, you vote for Marginal Trailer Queen, you're as bad or worse than she is. Same thing for the shut-ins who vote for Paul Gosar, the demon dentist of the desert, even though his family shows up every election and says, please, we know him, we grew up with him, he's horrible, he's a dick. Please don't empower him. Please don't enable him. But, well, they do anyway. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, Like I said, we have 570 to go. It's down to 550 now. Thank you to Too Much Hutch in Connecticut. You've, you've You've got a Horn Family Community Congregation neighbor, Darlene. And, in fact, I have a note from Darlene in Connecticut. He may be a dick, but I love how Captain Forehead and all of the other maggots are turning and eating each other alive. Oh, I know. How petty of me. Yes, and we love you for it, Darlene. Anyway, I shall return to sitting back with a glass of red and watching the mud fest continue to unfold. (laughs) And this is accompanied by a graphic. P.S. It has been suggested that Matt It Just Gates Worse's forehead should audition for the next Alien movie, although I think Ellen Ripley would do him in the moment, uh, do him in the moment he made a move on her. Ripley is pat ass. Well, if if you happen to be on your deck, say hi to the bunnies for us, please, uh, Darlene. Cute little bunny in the yard. And speaking of uh, the uh, maggots eating themselves alive, look, it always... Lord of the Flies, y'all. By the way, uh, Matt in San Francisco, Gates, child molesters must be overrepresented in Gates' district. Someone should cross-check the predator registry and adjust accordingly. Uh, you, you are uh, you're in the zone right now. 
bad. <laughs> Child molesters overrepresented in the Yates's did you? Oh, oh, we'll get to it because it's a definite thorn. Uh, but um, Lord of the Flies, when you when you when you take these little monsters and you turn them loose, they will eventually begin consuming each other. And now, uh, pogo sto- pogo pogo sticking up onto the crucifix is a supposed centrist Republican, rational, reasonable Republican woman, Nancy Mace, who admits she lives in a purple district. Hey, y'all, in Charleston. They're in Charleston? Yeah, lovely city. It is. I just, I love Charleston. Uh, It'd be real good if y'all could uh, come to your senses and elect a Democrat and, and and send them to the House instead of Nancy Mace so that we can get some work done. And so folks are coming after Nancy, representing Steve Womack, a, a, a maggot from Arkansas, said, it's disgraceful. If the purpose is because it's going to help me build my brand and going to bring a little more money to my campaign, then I think you need to question why you're here. Because she's out pitching for money. That all of all of these uh, uh, maggot Cassiuses and Brutuses are. Uh, they're making TV appearances, and they all say, "And go to NancyMace.com and and give me some money." And Politico says revenge is on the menu as far as some members of the House Republicans, where Mace is concerned. House Republicans are now weighing whether to expel Mace from at least two centrist-leaning groups she belongs to. Her staff was quickly removed from several internal GOP communications channels right after she voted on Tuesday. And she's going to have a contentious primary. There are two solid candidates on the Democratic side, vying to primary her. And Politico says that uh, there are some discussions taking place as to how much they will financially support her campaign. An anonymous uh, Repiglican lawmaker said uh, in in that story, I'm not sure what the fallout will be. She has no coalition of support. I can't stop her from going on the Sunday shows, but inside the conference... She's a running joke. And, and of course, she's pro-life, but she thinks once in a while, maybe we could let the little women uh, maybe take slut medicine or something. Yeah. Gee, Nance, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. And, of course, the subject of uh, Matt Cassius Gates made its way to my filthy morning habit.
a lot of moving pieces here. Um, and But at the end of the day, there is not the same sort of hostility towards some of these people as there was for McCarthy. You know, Matt Gates, uh, Bob Good, a bunch of these guys hated McCarthy and did not want him to be speaker, and, no and, matter and, what. And why do they hate him? That's a really good question, actually. And I think that there's more of a story there that we don't quite know. We saw some of it, actually, um, from Cassidy Hutchinson did it have in her book. To, did it have something to do with the... I heard Gingrich had said on... Uh, had told Halprin that it had to do with... Uh, Gates has two very serious ethics charges and McCarthy wouldn't get rid of them? That, that is some of the speculation. We don't actually know the status of the ethics investigation that's going on in the House right now. It would be in the Ethics Committee and then sent to the House Ethics Committee once that report is done. And then members would have to decide what they're ultimately going to do with that. Um, and, and the House had essentially picked up that investigation once the Department of Justice decided that they weren't going to, they declined to prosecute uh, Gates for sex trafficking charges. Um, but yeah, Gates doesn't have a good reputation here amongst even his own peers. I mean, we had a piece uh, on Tuesday that was essentially, you know, why does everybody hate Matt Gates? He has not won a, a lot of friends for his tactics um, and for some of his behavior. I mean, remember in 2021, there were reports that um, we reported as well of him showing pictures, uh, inappropriate pictures and making crude comments on the House floor well, to his uh, that, that came out yesterday on CNN. A, a member said that yeah. he was... That's, that's all, that was reported right. back at the exactly. time. Back at the time, but on CNN, I, I don't know if it sounded more recent, but he was saying that he, he was showing images of him doing things uh, with women what on the House of, floor, what of things, crushing up certain pills and uh, sniffing it and on the House floor. And and members just, again, don't it, like that. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. Just a quick question. Really, who snorts Viagra? Again, I joke about doing a rail of metformin. It's a joke, and it's obviously a joke. But the truth of the matter is, if you're snorting stuff, it's probably because you have a history of snorting stuff. And these Republicans are fucking sick. You remember how Brat Kavanaugh claimed that even though they talked about boofing, you know, him and Squee and Queef or whatever his buddies' names were, they joked about boofing? And then, 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 but in his in his confirmation hearing, uh, he under oath told them that he had no idea what that term meant then, and he still didn't, thereby perjuring himself before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and he supposedly subject to the Caesar's wife rule must be above reproach, and the term coming from his own diary. But he didn't know what it was he was writing about when they were talking about boofing. When that was a term that was... I know, Matt, you said the show had potential this evening. 
went to boof was a term used for taking alcoholic beverages rectally to get drunker faster. I know it because of a, uh, oh, who was the author? I love Florida crime novels. Carl Hyacin, uh, Dave Barry wrote one. And I can't, and, and uh, there's another author, and I can't remember his name, but I think I remember picking up the, the paperback version in the late 90s. And the name of the book, and it was hilarious, was Florida Roadkill. And it was about a psychopath, but the book was also hilarious. And there was a character in the book who was quite obviously drawn upon Rush Limbaugh. And you're probably not going to go and read the book, so I'll go ahead and spoiler it for you. He comes to his end after the psychopath catches him, boofs him with booze, and fixes it so that he can't, well, unboof, and sends him off to a party full of Republicans where he has to tell them to do things to him if he wishes to survive. And, and, I mean, the things you just, the the things you, the, the things you absorb over the course of, I remember when Janet Jackson said that she was taking coffee enemas because it rid her of, and I'm not kidding, the sad cells. Yes, yes, thank you, Ralphs. Uh, the, it was the first book in a series of books by Tim Dorsey, Florida Roadkill, and the psychopath's character's name was Serge Storms. I read a bunch of them. They were it was like eating potato. It's the it's the literary equivalent of eating potato chips. A lot of fun. But yes, that that's that's where I first heard about. And then, but having read the book, when and 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 are are the I don't I, I didn't understand it at the time of his confirmation. Are senators on the judiciary committee so divorced from current events and pop culture that they didn't know? Did they really didn't know what those juvenile delinquents were talking about doing? You know, they, 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 back in the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation time, they reminded me of no one so much as the uh, the horrid little preppy boys in, oh, what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, um, the, the uh, Al Pacino vehicle, Scent of a Woman. It's exactly, you know, a bunch of entitled little creeps. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says, 
Uh, Gates is like that weird guy at work who one day uh, gets walked out with HR on one side and the police on the other. You know, carrying a box. It's exactly what he's like. And, you know, eventually, uh, if he doesn't have the status, uh, the, the protection of his status, he'll perp walk. Make no mistake. He will. Yeah, but back to uh, the morning zoo crew. Crushing up certain pills and uh, sniffing it and on the House floor. And and members just, again, don't like that. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. 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 Considered inappropriate by almost every uh, across all across ideology. I, I think, think that's kind of unites the parties. There was just there's just a personal animosity there yeah. that I don't think exists with some of these other contenders, Willie. Yeah. And, and Willie, uh, I thank you for looking <coughs> past whatever Jonathan O'Meara does on the set at 30 Rock. You keep working with him regardless. All kinds of stuff being just crushed up. Just, oh, just coffee. Just coffee, there. I yeah. swear. Yeah, that was a uh, very colorful story told by one of Matt Gates's <laughs> Republican <laughs> colleagues on the Hill. It's all coming out now. You can see the frustration that clearly has been pent up for a long time. The Washington Post, Jackie Alamany, thank you as always for your excellent reporting. We'll talk to you again. Now, Joe was a little confusing there. Because it, he, the, the way he phrased it, maybe he meant to. He made it sound like Matt, it just gates worse, was actually snorting Viagra on the floor of the house. But I, the way I understand it, he was talking about having snorted Viagra and taking shots of Red Bull whilst on the floor of the house, but not actually doing it on the floor. You know, there's really no way to talk your talk. There's no way to talk your way through this, is there? Because you wind up saying doing it on the floor of the house. Why don't we do it in the road? Ain't nobody watching us. Why don't we do it in the road? That's a Beatles reference. Pay attention tomorrow morning if Joe shows up for work to see if there's a Beatles reference. And by the way, I had a note from Arnold in PA. Arnold said, uh, as to Red Bull, I'll not fucking drink it. I've thrown it out the window. And needing those pills, well, that's nothing to brag about. <laughs> yes, I know. And... What, I love the fact that if I bring something up, somebody somebody in, in the Horn Family Community Congregation is going to have a response to it. Oh, my God, writes Jessica up in Minnesota. How many hours spent watching Justin Wilson, Jeff Smith, Frugal Gourmet, and Martin Yan, Yan Can Cook, which is why I later spent countless hours watching Food Network, although I was more of a fan of Norm Abrams and the new Yankee Workshop and Steve Thomas hosting This Old House. Damn it, Kincaid, you had to drag us down this path. You talking about balls, and now you got me talking about men handling their big tools. Jessica! You lady. I can't help it. Sometimes, you know, I'm in the hands of the goddess of irony. She just does this to me, but... You... You, you, you have to give me someone to look up to. But since... Uh, it is Thorn in the Side Thursday. 
And since we've moved over into my filthy morning habit, oof. Well, somebody else showed up on it. On set. Sitting right there with Joe Scarborough. This was the more nauseating port. See that it's always it's always kind of a crapshoot. Every you know when when I turn it on because it, it generally there's something to chuckle at and the, some of the people have some smart things to say. Like I said, anytime Ed, uh, uh, Dr. Eddie Glaude Jr. shows up on the program, program uh, pro, the collective IQ of the program goes up you know, a couple of hundred points. Um, I feel the same way about uh, Anand Giridardas. Oh, as far as cooking shows, Steve in New York. It's, I used to love the two fat ladies. Oh, they were wonderful. Rachel Ray pissed me off from jump. I'll just say it. I, I just... What was that first show? Forty dollars a day, and she'd travel all over the world and, and stiff and, and stiff her servers, not tip, because she was only spending forty dollars a day. Jesus! But there's no way around this. This morning, you know, there I am, working on my, working on my breakfast cheese grits. And, I'm a hillbilly. What do you want? Yes, I eat grits for breakfast. What's a grit? <sighs> And lo and behold, Joe to the mansion born shows up. And apparently he was having his morning bowl of grits too because he's sitting there on set with a napkin in his hand, wiping his mouth off like he like you know they were they were having breakfast during the break. I don't know. Got a big whopping gold ring on his right finger. Maybe that's his WVU class ring. I don't know. But it, 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 Joe Scarborough wanted to know about no labels and a potential third-party run. And, well, Joe to the mansion born was being coy, yes. And any time, of course, that there's a, a clip featuring Joe to the mansion born, I feel it incumbent upon me to uh, repeat once again, and, and I take credit for it as the person who first enunciated it in its, uh, in its final form. The first law of mansions. No one named mansion ever does anything that doesn't benefit someone named mansion. You can understand every word that comes from his mouth as long as you have fully understood and comprehended that essential law of nature. Uh, it is more it is more thorough and it is more certain than even the law of gravity. No one named Mansion ever does anything that doesn't benefit someone named Mansion. 
Now, here we go. Um, the, the no labels uh, people reached out to me and they said, we have one goal. And our goal is to defeat Donald Trump. And that's a lie. Is that your goal? I don't think that democracy as we know it would withstand another Trump administration. So so, so the bottom line is, is you, you, basically... You wouldn't get involved with no labels unless you knew it would get in the way of Donald first, Trump being first, elected president? Joe, first of all, f forget whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Both parties have gone to the extremes. Right. And oh, blow me. Or something. Uh, no, both parties have not gone to the extremes. And and just you know, oh my God, listen listen to that, listen to that smarmy ass voice of his. Honest to God, he starts talking, and I want to, and I do. I expect to start hearing hearing the hear, hearing the the uh, the notes of a tinny whorehouse piano. No, 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 no. Both sides have not gone to the extremes. The left has gone to the extreme left. The right has gone to the extreme right. Oh, you prick. How dare you compare Joe Biden to Julius Geezer? Only one of them has fomented an insurrection to overthrow the Constitution of the United States. And here's a hint, Joe, to the mansion born. It ain't Joe Biden. But then again, that's, this is just the kind of guy Joe Manchin is. He, he, thinks, he thinks he's being clever and coy when actually he's just repeating talking points from Stom Thurmond, George Wallace, and Ralph Nader. You know, not a dime's worth of difference between the two. They're the same. Both both parties are materially identical. Horseshit. And they're pulling. You know, whoever thought Joe Biden would be? Yeah. He was a centrist or a center, a center left, but he was never what we call left left. Right. But they've been pulled that way in so many of their policies. Which policies? Dipshit. Which policies? Wanting children to stay above the poverty line and have enough food to eat, Joe to the mansion born? Is that radical left extremism? Because you personally stomped those children back down into hunger and poverty. And thousands upon thousands of them in your own state. Is it wild-eyed extremism for, 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 for people like me to want to pass a, livable, a habitable, livable planet on to my soon-to-be-born little granddaughter and my already-on-the-ground year-and-a-half-old year granddaughter? Is that the radical left extremism that's the polar opposite but equally wild-eyed and radical uh, no, uh, equivalent to right-wing neo-Nazi fascism that permeates the Republican Party, Joe? How he ruined my morning.
I, I can't I can't stand to hear this man open his mouth and speak. Makes my liver quiver. And the, the our Republicans with the right wing, and uh, it's gone extremely uh, to the right. Having another option right now when people are so disenchanted with the options they have. Who's disenchanted? I'm constantly hearing about these people who are disenchanted with Joe, Man, uh, Joe Biden. God knows I'm disenchanted. Now, I can't be disenchanted with Joe, Joe to the mansion born because I was never enchanted with him. I was... Um, I was queried in 1996 as to whether I might want to get on the on on the mansion team the team. And I said, no, I don't think so. Given his druthers, he would. This was 1996. Given his druthers, he would take away a woman's right to choose to manage the workings of her own reproductive system. Because there was never a West Virginians for life beans and ramp dinner or spaghetti supper that he didn't show up for. And I also knew a little bit of my West Virginia history, and I knew that the reason that the most corrupt man ever to inhabit the office of governor of the state of West Virginia, a man named Arch Moore, the reason he won as governor in 1968 was because he teamed up with the Manchin family, Arch Moore, a Republican, teamed up with a Demo- the Democratic Manchin family to create Democrats for Moore. And then in, 1970, in 1996, when Joe Manchin got his ass handed to him in the gubernatorial primary by a woman named Charlotte Pritt, who would have been the first woman governor of the state of West Virginia and would have been a good one. Well, Manchin uh, defamed her all over the place, said horrible things about her, she wants to teach five-year-olds how to have sex. Not a word of truth to it. Charlotte Pritt had been trained as a teacher. And she believed, as I still believe, that schools should have meaningful sex education in the health curriculum. Because you can die from having sex here on planet Earth now. And she wanted children to be taught how to not die from having sex. And Joe to the Mansion Born perverted that into her wanting to teach kindergarten kids how to fuck. Oh, he's a disgusting human being. And then there's that which I have worked on for low these 20 years. The ongoing wholesale destruction of entire Appalachian communities, the poisoning 
of children, adults, elderly folks, breathing poison from the blasts that get at the coal that made Joe a multi-millionaire coal broker. Mountaintop removal. Where he wouldn't even acknowledge the existence, let alone the correctness, even the existence of peer-reviewed science articles that said that people were dying, innocent people, not people working on the coal, on the coal, in the coal mines or on the coal mines themselves, but innocent people who just lived downwind of it. People were dying. Dying in horrible fashion. And Joe just kept speaking softly and saying, well, we've got to have an all-of-the-above energy approach. When all-of-the-above includes people being sacrificed, having their lives stolen from them for his profits, his holy, sacred profits. No one named Manchin ever does anything that doesn't benefit someone named Manchin. But both sides have just gone too extreme, and he, Joe Manchin, is sitting in the responsible center, right? Wrong. And repeating what they had before, maybe it'll force everybody to come back to their center, if they will. Center left, center right, where basically we make good decisions. So I think it's a good thing, the movement, I don't know what where my role is, not, 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 it's not about me and everyone thinks because, well, everyone has this ambition. My ambition is how do we save the country? Because I believe we're on the verge of going off the cliff. Do you think Joe Biden is the best candidate on the Democratic side to beat? Now, hold on. We're on the verge of going off the cliff. We were on the verge of going off the cliff if we let hungry children go to bed fully uh, well-fed instead of hungry. That would send us off the cliff, according to Joe Manchin. Uh, Steve in New York, Joe Manchin. I know he's sitting behind the pillar, but Professor Spicoli is just itching. Itching, I tell you, itching. To weigh in here. Yeah, might be a little busy tonight, the professor. You dick! Yeah. And Matt in San Francisco says, uh, Manchin, if you nourish those young minds, they would grow up smart enough to realize never to vote for a mansion. There you have it, Matt. Of course, remember, you, you know he's you know he's he and his people are constantly polling over 2024. He's terrified that he would lose to make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice, who is running for his Senate seat. And we need to, and see, this is this is where politics becomes so, so problematic, so troubling. We need to hang on to the majority in the Senate, but the way they play, the way they game out the math right now is that that includes hanging on to Joe Manchin as a member of the Senate. And so, you know, I, I beg and I plead with people in other states. 
you know, save all of the Democratic senators who are incumbents now. And add a couple so that Joe Manchin can lose. It's going to suck to have make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice and Baby Dog as a senator. It's going to suck. But, well, this, this state is getting harder and harder to live in. It's also going to suck having, you know, maybe pill-pushing Patty Morrissey be the governor of this poor put-upon. Blood-soaked place. But there's every possibility in the world that we will. That that will, in fact, be the case. But then Caddy Kay of the BBC gets down to cases. Tries to pin down Joe Manchin. Oh, Caddy, don't you know that you can't get a straight answer out of this man? Do you think Joe Biden is the best candidate on the Democratic side to beat Donald Trump? If you're in my position or any position in America, everybody should say a prayer for the president to succeed every night. If they do well, our country does well, we do well. If not, you got a problem. So you got to speak truth to power, too. And I've said you're going too far. You're pushing an envelope where people aren't going right now. You're trying to, you're way ahead of your skis on certain things. So, Senator, was that a yes? You do think Joe Biden is the best candidate to beat Donald Trump? Uh, if you're a, a heads up right now, I'm looking at some polls the same as you're looking at them right now, and they're flipping back and forth all the time. So it's a very, but right now, he is going to be the choice of the Democratic Party. And I believe that's what they're rallying behind. Do you think he's the best choice? Uh, I don't know who else is out there who's willing to get in, into the race. Until you have an open primary type thing or you have challenges, you really Would don't know. Would you like an open primary? Pardon Do you me? think there should be an open primary? Would you welcome somebody? I always, I'm in, I've never ran unopposed. That's kind of a bullshit answer. That's him saying, yeah, he wants somebody to primary Joe Biden. Because at the end of the day, he does not want Joe Biden to be reelected president. And remember, no labels is a pro-Trump pack. But no labels money comes from Trump money. And frankly, uh, if, if Nitwit Nero became president again and came down here and just set fire to the entire state and burned every ton of coal here... It'd be good for Joe Manchin. And he wouldn't breathe any of the smoke, and he wouldn't have to deal with any of it, because he's living on a yacht in the either the Potomac or the Anacostia River in D.C. George um. <laughs> uh, in Gold, crushing Viagra message. Quote, all caps. Use only as directed. There's nothing about crushing them and snorting them on there. David the Blind, meanwhile, says, If power is a drug, the Republicans must be going through a great deal of withdrawal right now. Oh, they got that brilliant shot of we got McCarthy, but they have nothing left in the tank. 
The Democrats are absolutely correct. It's not their job to keep Republicans from fucking themselves, and Matt Gates will leave it all on Venmo in public. You're not wrong. So we just went through that entire two-minute and 14-second clip of Joe to the mansion born. Did he actually say anything? I mean, people, people on the inside here who know Joe Manchin, know that he is never going to be invited to join Mensa. I've had that said to me, you know, off the record, by people who know him very well. Joe's about Joe. And Joe is about wealth accumulation. Wealth accumulation for Joe Manchin. And he is not the center, he is, he is not a centrist member of the Senate. He is a right-wing conservadem member of the Senate. Isn't it funny how we can have conservadems, but the Republican Party will not tolerate a liberal Republican to exist? They will suffer not a liberal Republican to live? A Republican who believes uh, that, that, that government has no business trying to tuck itself into a woman's reproductive system? Isn't it funny? And so Democratic politicians far better, with far better policy positions than Joe Manchin, run around kissing his ass... And he turns around and shivs him. The hell. Well, Randy, that's that's really bleak of you. Randy says, do you seriously think that any of your granddaughters are going to reach retirement age? There's going to be a declaration in less than five years that the climate is toast. Yeah, I do believe that. Because I have to believe that. Because I can't stand the alternative to not believing that, Randy Radar. They will. They'll make it. And see, the climate being toast doesn't mean that everybody just dies. It means that things get worse. And worse. But it's not like, it's not quite the same as being hit by an asteroid. Or a nuclear holocaust. Mensa? Asked Steve in New York. I hear he has a standing invitation to join ASNEM. <laughs> okay. That's Mensa spelled backwards. And, and, and you know, the, 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 and the fact that he sees you know, 
Nobody ever saw Joe Biden. I mean, he was he was center he was left, but he was center left. Nobody ever saw him being pulled this far to the left. How? Where? What? Show me all the leftism of President Joseph Robinette Biden. Show me even a part a, a, a particle of it. I'll wait. Joe to the mansion borns all pissed off because the Biden administration announced the Climate Corps to give people good jobs, young people, to train young people in good jobs in renewable energy instead of sending them down into some godforsaken, damp, dusty, toxic, gas-filled hole to dig out coal to make Joe Manchin more money. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I mean that's that's halfway to communism. Somebody fire up the international. We're gonna have people working on wind turbines. Kel or Sorry, like I said, it just shot my morning straight to hell and well, all we got in common is our misery, as Joe Keenehan used to say. So the least we can do is share it. Uh, somebody is on the stress line. Let's check in and uh, find out who. By the way, we're at the halfway point of the program. Uh, too Much Hutch got us started uh, this evening. From uh, Too Much Hutch from Connecticut. And so we are now down to $550 to go. If we could get caught up with yesterday, that would be great. And that's only 250 bucks. 10 people at 25 bucks. 25 people at 10 bucks, etc. Uh, and uh, by the way, I, d- I never do this in the middle of the program. Please like like this podcast. If you're listening to it as a podcast, thank you for listening. Like it, subscribe to it, leave a comment. Uh, you know, you could just say, Joe Manchin sucks. And that would be cool. And uh, maybe invite some friends and neighbors to take part in the program. Listen, call in, what have you. But over on the stress line, hey, welcome to the program. Robin, who in West Virginia do I have to pay off to never hear Joe Manchin speak again? I know it's painful, and it's it, and this is on me. But sometimes, sometimes well, when he when, sometimes when he goes, no, no ma'am. It, in, in this case, it's not. I blame Scarborough and the crew this morning. That's on them. Well, what I want to know is what was the point. I mean, I get, okay, if you go back to the beginning and say, you know, the people from No Labels reached out to me, does that mean they, does that mean they, they uh, got hold of the program and said, hey, Joe Scarborough, um, Joe Manchin's craving some camera time. Could you, could, could, could you bring him on your show? It'd make him ever so happy. I mean, Robin, I remember, uh, when uh, he went on some Sunday show with the junior senator from Indiana, and they were dressed exactly alike, same suit, same tie, same pin, and uh, it was like, 
take your colleague to work day. I mean. <laughs> Dave. That man, I mean, you're not the only one who has an issue with the. Uh, was one of them sitting? Joe. Was one of them sitting on the knee of the other? Uh, yes, ma'am. And I won't tell you which one had his hand up whose ass. Mike Matt in San Francisco said this show has potential this evening. But I'll give you a hint. Uh, the, the 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 senator from Indiana did have a bit of a of a West Virginia twang. To his voice, so I suspect that Joe might have been working the mechanism. Is that what we call it now? Working the mechanism? Yes, that's, that's what we call it. Uh, you know, because a dummy's got a dummy up. You know. Now, this is the same guy from Indiana who told his voters. If you don't like what I have to say, don't vote for me. You know, breaking the law of Never tell your constituents not to vote for you? Yeah. I tell you, Robert, there are too many goddamn Republicans in this state. Uh, they're infecting the Democrats. Um, yes. What, what I wouldn't... And you've got... Uh, Senator Brown, who wants Senator to run for Brown? governor of Indiana. Senator Brown? Yeah, 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 I have Brown, yeah. Um, he uh, and the rest of his little brown shirts and brown skirts. I mean, after all, there's a guy in this town who has a Yellow snake flag, a hug and a uh, Confederate flag flying in front of his house. But goddamn, don't you dare burn those flags, because then it'll make the news and it'll make him a martyr. He, he was in my old neighborhood. You don't know how many times I wanted to go up and just take a lighter to those things. I understand. Um, I'm doing a little better health-wise. Good. But not much. Some better is still better, um, right? Yeah. I, I can hold it down about every other day now. Any progress with the medical folks? Well, I heard from my insurance company because I've been to the ER twice in the last couple of weeks. And they were calling because they were concerned. So I told them exactly why I went. They also descended a doctor out for a wellness check. I said, well, I've got an appointment with a primary care physician. Uh, I'll consult them first. So, I mean, my body is just falling apart. Um, just all okay. kinds of shit going on.
Well, I'm 58 years old. I don't take good care of myself. I, I'm not blaming anybody for that. But it's getting to a point now where I actually have to pay attention. So. Yeah, paying paying it paying attention is it? I know. I under I understand. I mean, I, I get the joke about snorting metformin, but I got a nasty thing with metformin. The taste alone is enough to make you want to wretch. I know. So if you're in good health now, here's my advice. Keep to your diet and exercise program, people. Yeah, it's the, exor- it's the, exercise, it's the exercise program that I have to get after. And it's it's so weird. I mean, well, all, and, and all, all, I, all I got all I got to do is get up every morning, put on some not particularly and, flattering clothing, and drive across the river and get on the stupid treadmill. But you would think it was one of the seven labors or, of fucking Hercules. Or when the weather's good, go for a walk down down on that railroad trail. And just enjoy the nature around you, Robin. You're in one of the most beautiful parts of the world. Take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, you might not like autumn. Sorry, darling, didn't mean to bring up a sore subject. But, you know, while it's still warm enough to get out of the back, you might want to. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we're going to have a massive temperature drop this week here. And a lot of the country is, too, as much as 35 degrees. Yeah, it's supposed to get down in the 60s this week here. And the coming of the, com- the coming of winter, again, it's one of those getting older things, Dave. The coming of winter fills me with dread. Not to get all grim and or everything, but... It's, I, I, Does it seem to you that it comes faster every year? Yeah, and and summer. That's the way it feels for me. And and summer and summer is like, hey, it's warm. Now it's not. You know, boom. I don't know. I don't know what it's. Right. I don't. I don't I, yeah. When when we were kids, you know this. When we were kids, the minute school went out, summer was on. Yeah. And it stayed on until Jerry Lewis showed up. <laughs> you know. And, and and that was one big, you know, that that was one big, we're outside, we're running around, we're out from underfoot, our moms aren't getting all over us, you know, that kind of stuff. Nowadays, Kids don't go anywhere without tracking devices and and, and be, having every fucking moment of the day scripted for them. When can they be children? You know, when can they uh, go riding their bikes, meet up with their friends down at the convenience store and grab some penny candy or something and yeah, that the, 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 right uh, Dave. Day. I hate to tell you, those days are gone. I know, I know. It's a goddamn shame, though, Robin. 
I know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's kind of there's kind of a rational reason for why uh, what you were describing, you know, summer that lasted forever and days that went on, you know, the, the long days of summer. When you're eight years old, you have eight times 365 days in your life. And that's a long time. But when you are 58 years old and you have 58 times 365, each each individual day is a smaller portion of your lived life. And so as you pile up the days, they're technically running shorter. Not 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 objectively, but subjectively. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, when I hear about your granddaughters, I just have to giggle because I've got my my cousin's got a, a little boy who was born in April. And I, I look at them and think, they're going to see my 100th birthday when chances are I'm not. And but, I just the, have but the, to but the, but the other, what kind of world they got. Yeah, and, but the, the, the flip side to that is there are new stories out about American mortality that are not at all um, encouraging. Because we've known for a while that um, we've known we've known for a while that that lifespans were shortening, and and, and particularly particularly in the southeast and south and of the United States. And there's a reason. If you live in a maggot state, if you live in a conservative state, your life expectancy is considerably shorter. And so that's why I kind of lose my shit every time I hear some godforsaken uh, conservative talking about how we need to kill Social Security or raise the retirement age because people are living longer. Well, people who bust their ass every day is the day of their lives aren't necessarily living longer. And the lifespan, as I pointed out before, the lifespan in McDowell County, West Virginia, is equal to that of someone in Haiti, the life expectancy, is equal to someone who lives in Haiti and shorter than someone who lives in Guatemala. That's not a dig at either Haiti or Guatemala. Right. But it is damn sure an indictment of the United States of America. And when you consider that Haiti, for years, I don't know if it still is, but for years it held the record for the the largest percentage of infectious disease in the world. The whole damn country only had seven psychiatrists at one point. The healthcare, the, the health system in Haiti was bad structurally 
And in the United States, it's there by profit-driven choice. There's plenty of money to be made in medicine, but not at $300 for an ER visit or $150 for a GP visit before insurance, and then insurance makes you pay on top of what you're already paying, and then if they don't like what's being done, they'll deny it. And I'm saying this to somebody who's a trained insurance professional. You know, you know of which you speak, yes. So, uh, I'm I'm not planning having health insurance or or life insurance or anything like that. Don't get me wrong; they have their place. But the way some of these companies make their money is crooked. And it is not unheard of, and there are some, some exceptions, uh, that the whole life insurance, and that's a type of insurance, and the one that has a cash value to it, but when you die, if you've never borrowed against it, that cash value doesn't go to you. It goes to the insurance company. And the insurance company can get one more month's premium out of you when you're dead. And then they can get around and they don't start getting charged for not paying you for six months. Now, I don't know about you, Robin, but that sounds like a damn fine, uh, a a damn fine uh, little grift. And guys like Joe Manchin who don't want to reform anything to make it better for human beings to live on this planet need to get the fuck out of the way. They want to do something about Manchin? How about they retire? Sit on a fat pile of cash and just grin at everybody else and do what they're doing normally now, which is nothing. I love when those kayakers from West Virginia surrounded his houseboat and he said, Well, I'm on your side. And I heard one guy go, Like hell you are. Yeah, we don't. We... There's so, there's so, I, I love, I, I love the frankness of people here. Uh, we're not quite so bless your heart as, say, the further south, the deeper south. Yes. Uh, we're more the like hell you are uh, sort of Appalachians. Because we know when, we know when we're being slickered. And, yeah. we and, and, and we don't and we don't take kindly to it. 
And this attitude of, of, well, I'm afraid West Virginians will just use that money for drugs. Yeah, well, that got yeah that got that got well, all that got all over me like bed bugs. Still does. And he has done so many. And, he has done so many. He does it in such a sicky sweet way, Robin. That you know he's being a disingenuous fuck. Well, I remember when he was afraid people would take COVID relief and buy drugs. But of all the odious things he has done, of all the vulgar and hateful things he has done, pushing children back into hunger and poverty, when we had managed to lift them up out of it for the first time in God knows how long, well, that's 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 the one that uh, that that sent the old one to having the little imps and demons start shoveling uh, shoveling more coal into the furnaces. No, no. If they're if they're shoveling more coal into the furnaces, that means Manson makes more money. Right? Yeah. I mean, of course. Because no demon named Manson does anything but for other demons named Manson. Exactly. See, you've 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 moved into the metaphysical now. You get it. By Jove, yes, I think he's by Jove, I think he's got it. It ain't, it ain't even Wednesday. But am I wrong here? I mean the Republicans are like the Democrats need to save us. Well here's what you do, honey. You resign or you switch parties. And put competent leadership in the house, you know, and, and then things can start getting done for the people of your district, you know. And then you can bounce the Matt Gates and the Marjorie Trader Queens and the Lauren. I am a World War Two radio set Bobert. Um, Shut up! I described her to Chris. I described her to Christine, and she goes, "Well, what happened?" I said, "Well, this guy was pawing on her like he—he was a radio operator in World War II." She goes, "Oh my God!" Yeah, dialing in the coordinates for an airstrike. Adjust, adjust your azimuth, Lauren. <laughs> well, move your azimuth a couple. Get your a- get yeah, your okay. azimuth over yeah. here. And, and the Second Amendment crowd, they think shooting an azimuth has to do with a firearm. That's the funny part. <laughs> Dave, I know I'm being bad. But, well, that's okay. I had a note from Randy Radar said, I fooled you. I already ate. Oh, well. Don't make, don't, 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 Randy, don't challenge us, Randy. <laughs> but if no, you see, if you see no, that, if you see I, that. I, I, I am not well enough to ruin dinners anywhere at the moment. It, well, <laughs> yes. I mean, sympathy. Uh, but the wit okay, so there's this one weird part at the beginning of that clip with Joe Manchin this morning from Morning Joe, 
where he's literally dabbing at his mouth with a napkin. Was was it an onset breakfast? Did he? Did he? I mean, I I don't know if they were in D.C. or New York. I presume D.C. because you know mansion. But I've been in the I've been in the green room uh, at MSNBC in, in in Thirty Rockefeller Center, and they, right. there's always a plate of lovely pastries. And being New York, I'm sure they're fabulous. Oh yeah. But it was a TV appearance, and it was like, I'm not a dummy. I'm not touching those. I'm not going in there with it, you know, with crumbs on my lips or. Oh wait a minute. Is there a piece of apricot in my teeth? Or what's worse, you know, a poppy seed? No. Yeah. Joe, just stay stay away. Stay away from the snack table, hon. Because he's no, it's 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 weird. He's just sitting there dabbing. Just dabbing at the corners, of me. and he's got the he's got the napkin all you know all 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 folded up so it's just real tiny, and he's just you know, daintily dab, dabbing at the corners of his mouth. Well, you know, and the thing is, Robin, maybe he was I don't know, maybe maybe he was snacking on his lucky lump of coal that he carries in his pocket or something. I don't know. It, that, that's just weird. Why would you wipe your mouth on camera? Or maybe he didn't expect them to. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like back in the early days of Saturday Night Live when Chevy Chase would be on the phone uh, at the beginning of Weekend Update. No, honey, you don't actually blow on it. Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> Or like when you're a kid and you're sneaking a, a a toffee bar in the middle of class and your teacher catches you and says, did you bring enough for everyone? <laughs> you know. My, okay, my sixth grade teacher, if she caught you chewing gum, and I have never to this day understood why teachers so despise chewing gum. But my teacher, my sixth grade teacher, if she caught you chewing chewing gum, would make you wear it on the end of your nose for the rest of the day. I mean, there's a reason. That's I, just weird. There's a reason I am the way I am. Girl, you have some, some issues that really need to be dealt with. <laughs> there's a reason I'm in therapy. Yes, ma'am. I can imagine. I I told my therapist. I said, when we come to the end of our run, uh, I will sign a release for you so that you can uh, you can you can write a screenplay or a treatment or a novel or whatever, and 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 profit off of all of this weirdness you're dealing with for me. I when I was in first grade, I went to St. Mary's, and normally in Indiana, a principal is not allowed to be a teacher at the same school. Well, this was a Catholic school, and and, and, I mean the the like if you got an elementary teacher 
on an elementary principal, they can they can you know take over a class for a teacher if need be, but they can't be the the regular everyday teacher in that classroom. But I went to a Catholic school and the rules were a little different. And the nun that was my, my first grade teacher was also our principal, Sister Mary Roseanne. And Sister was one of these people who, she was one of those experienced teachers who decided that physical corporal punishment was not the way to get through to young scholars. And she had what she called the penalty book. And when you got into trouble, she made you assign extra homework to yourself. And then if you went a little too far, she would scale it back and say, no, I, I think, you know, instead of five pages, maybe three will do, you know. Or if you didn't do enough, she gently upped the amount. And, and she did this for every student in the school. And one day I got upset because I could get my own crutches. She assigned a boy to get my crutches for me. Uh, when we went to mass in the morning, they were to sit next to me and they were to get my crutches. And I got upset because at home I was expected to do all that myself. And being a, 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 a more than a bit self-conscious about it, I got upset with Sister about it. And she uh, let me go on, let me get it all out. And she finally said, David, I understand that you can do that on your, all on your own. Uh, I know you can do it. But she said, I wonder if you'd allow me to, to teach other kids that it's, it's good to help others. And when she explained it like that, I was fine with it. I was like, well, yeah, sister, I can do that. <laughs> and she sent a note home to my parents saying how proud she was that I stood up for myself. And my dad comes home and he he said, uh, well, David, what did you do today? I said, I yelled at sister. What? She's your teacher. You shouldn't yell at her. I got my ass handed to me. And mom chuckled. She goes, no, Joe. It's David was upset because uh, sister was assigning a boy to get his crutches all the time. So I got out of the ass with him, but dad was not happy. <laughs> but years later, I ran into her and she said that the next time they sent her somewhere, it was to a school for disabled kids. And she said, David, I gotta thank you for teaching me something very important. And by this time, I'm now 
you know, six years later. And I'm getting all confused. I said, what are you talking about? And she explained, and she said, you taught me to make the kids do as much for themselves as they could, but to be there to help them if they needed it. And she said, that has worked out so well. So I tell kids, even little kids, that their opinions matter because sometimes they have the right of it. You know, they're on the right track. And it's the smart adult who understands that. I wish the smart adult would talk to Joe Manchin. Oh, okay. Dave. Silly, 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 silly man. No one can talk to Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin is another practitioner of the uh, ancient religion of Dunning-Kruger. Joe doesn't know what he doesn't know, and Joe is quite cert- is, is, is quite self-assured about the things he doesn't know. For instance, if you lift children out of poverty, the children will be, therefore, bound to, you know, go and uh, spend it all on Sour Patch Kids. And if you've never seen a child in the depths of a Sour Patch Kids binge, well, it's a special kind of hell. Yeah, no, I haven't had that pleasure. But I do remember going to, there was an old uh, general store kind of place in Muncie that my friends and I would go down and get our penny candy. And Oliver, the guy that ran the place, he, uh, would get exasperated with us. We kids, please make up your minds. I got other things to do. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you got six kids with a couple of bucks in their pocket and they're ready to spend, he was ready to help us, you know, get the stuff off the shelf, off the back shelf. You know those, those little, you know like those, that. you know those little hard taffies called now and laters? Eat some now, save some for later, yeah. now and laters, and they came in on, you know, yeah. Grape and apple and all of that. <clears throat> well, uh, because of the vagaries of the southern accent, those became known as nihilators. Nihilators. And it's actually it's actually it's actually a northwest Alabama pronunciation now and later. Nihilator. Uh, way up at the top of the mountain in my little town here, there is, there was at one point in time an old uh, fire lookout station, a tower. Uh-huh. And it's actually part of the Gauley Mountain Complex. But even as recently as the adolescence of uh, my kids, they would go up and party there. And it and 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 the local pronunciation for fire tower is fartar. Open fartar mountain. Fartar. F a r t a r fartar. I talked to somebody from Scotland once who, who thought that that was because a, a lot of Scots run their 
consonants together. Uh, the consonants together. But that might actually be a a holdover. But he was pointing out that it was quite common to run your consonants together when no no one outside of Scotland or, or an area of Scotland you were from would understand what in the hell you were saying. Oh no, it's 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 delight. Scots English is delightfully often incomprehensible. Uh, I had an acting professor once, many many years ago. Feels like yesterday. Uh, really a good professor. Got a lot out of his teaching. Good director. But he was from Massachusetts, and he in turn had done his master's degree work at the University of Georgia in Athens. And he told us one day that he realized that he had possibly been in the Deep South for way too long when he walked into a diner and was looking at the menu and the, the uh, server came up to him and chewing her gum, again with the gum, looked at him and said, Twon't. Twon't. I mean, that's barely a phone meme. I mean, it, it's just a, it's just almost a little chirp. And he said, it shocked me when I realized that I had heard every word she said in that little, what do you want? And... <laughs> And I realized I've been living with that all my life. Well, yeah. The, the 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 substance that the substance that lubricates automotive automobile engines. Paul. Oh. It, it's oh, it's my not great grandmother. It's used, not even a grunt. Used to go crazy. Oh. My my great grandmother used to go crazy. Uh, she literally taught in a one-room schoolhouse in Ohio. Oh, my grandmother did the same. And and uh, she was uh, a, a big proponent of pronunciation and enunciation. I think that must have been an operative. Course, I think that must have been an operative philosophy back then. Oh yeah, because she taught in the twenties. Yeah. You know, she she was teaching in the nineteen twenties. Um and my and grandma my grandmother started teaching did. in nineteen twelve. And, and and she would dead on us, especially if we use words like ink. My God, nothing would drive that woman up a wall faster. <laughs> she would verbally skin your hide. If if you so much as didn't speak up or you mumbled, oh my God! I, I love and and and, and 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 my my father my father was the sworn enemy of of yeah. Oh, he hated he hated that word. Yeah, yeah. My gra- my grandfather was the same way. Her son. My grandfather was the same way. I'd say yeah, and he'd go what. It's yes and no. 
All right, Grandpa. Yeah, my, my father wasn't one to stand on ceremony with all the yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am stuff. But he wanted yes and no, not yeah and no. Oh, yeah. Weird. Well, Dave, I hope you do get to feeling better. Uh, it, you know, the older we get, it, I, the healing I takes longer. So I, 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 and I know you're pay, you will. You'll pay attention. You'll be good. And you will you will feel better. And remember, you know, you've got to feel you've got to you've got to get things in order enough that you can get down there and have your first big uh, big plate of poutine. Oh, good lord! Right now, I I can't even look at a plate of poutine without it roiling my stomach. But yeah, I know. All right, Robin. You have yourself Go a lot. You, I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, you know, you can always find out where he's where he's buried and uh, you know, take out the holy water and the and, and the uh, the wooden stakes and you know, pin him to the ground. And then maybe he'll actually tell the truth. So, all right. Well, take care of yourself, Robin, and I'll talk to you later. All right, Dave, you take care. Say yeah. All right. Give our best to Christine. Bye. I will. My buddy Dave in the blind. Good to talk to Dave. I hope he gets to feeling better, and I know we all do. Uh, thank you to Libby, and thanks as well to uh, Ralphs. Thank you both. We're down to $500 to go, and that's really helpful. Uh, if in the next 45 minutes we had 20 folks at 10 bucks or 10 folks at 20 bucks, you know, we'd be done with ye- uh, yesterday's fundraising. We're... You know, we managed to not to to fully fund the first two days of October, which was a big win. Thanks to everybody who made that happen. Uh, oh my God, Georgian coarse gold, too good. Um, Joe's napkin. Maybe Joe had a pinch between his cheek and gum. Yeah, maybe, but I, I think when I think when Joe uh, when Joe dips snuff, it's uh, pure coal dust. Not saying, just saying. And and Ralph sent this along, and it gave me the fan tods, but that's okay. We'll share. Fox News Digital reached out to Nitwit Nero to ask what he thought about the possibility of becoming interim speaker pro tem. You know, instead of uh, Speaker McKeebler, the head in search of a swirly. And he told Fox News Digital, uh, I've been asked to speak as a, as a unifier because I have so many friends in Congress. If they don't get to vote, they've asked me if I would consider taking the speakership until they get somebody longer term because I'm running for president. They've asked me if I would take it for a short period of time for the party until they come to a conclusion I'm not doing it because I want to. 
I'll do it if necessary, should they not be able to make their decision. <laughs> no, he's not doing it because he wants... First thing you'd do would be to order a hit on uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris. And don't think for a minute... that one of his maggot terrorists wouldn't take him up on it. Now, I have to wonder how uh, Judiciary Chairman Jim Jacketoff Jordan uh, feels about that, or uh, Louisiana's own Steve Scalise, the majority whip, man so dumb he couldn't figure out after, that people ought not have weapons of war in their personal possession even after one of them was used to ch ch damn near kill him and chop him to chutney. But Nitwit Nero said, I would only do it for the party. And I wonder if Matt at Just Gates Worse will uh, put his name into consideration. Meanwhile, the polling for the Republican nominee for pre the presidency shows that only two Republicans running have reached double digits. That, of course, is Ron Monkey Up DeClantis. He's got 13%. And, ha ha, businessman, ha ha, we wake Ramaswamy at 11%. The rest of the field is Imrata Haley at 5%, Mike Pencil Neck Geek and South Carolina Senator Tim Where's His Girlfriend Scott at 3%, and Chris Christie at 2%, and everybody else has less than 1%. That would be, um, what's his name, Doug Burgum, uh, Asa Hutchinson. You know, the seven dwarfs. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh... Ugh. Chaya Raychik. Libs of TikTok weirdo. Has decided to go after the communications director for the Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland. Because apparently the uh, the uh, uh, they're uh, non-binary. Biden had meant to, to try to not to hire total weirdos. Challenge equals impossible. Tyler Cherry, principal deputy communications director with the Secretary of the Interior, uh, the freak who. First went after him was someone named Steve Guest, noting in 2015 Tyler posted police equals slave patrols. Not wrong. Or uh, 2018 when they, they published Abolish ICE. And Tyler Cherry is correct. Apt time to recall that the modern day police system is a direct evolution of slave patrols and lynch mobs. 
Yeah, just like uh, the state police in the state of West Virginia is was created entirely out of, and we've talked about this before, uh, the Baldwin thugs, kneecappers, and strike breakers, so-called gun thugs. From the coal industry. But since uh, the topic of cops has come up, you know, why not run with it? Let's check in down in Alabama, shall we? Michael Kilgore was a cop for the little town of Center, C-E-N-T-R-E, Alabama. North Alabama. And, uh, well, the story that I'm looking at from AL.com points out that an individual by the name of William Sidney Blevins and his girlfriend Amanda Woods were driving from Leesburg to Center, north of Gadsden. And they were going to visit a friend. It was January the 25th of this year. About 11 o'clock, cop pulled him over. The cop was Officer Michael Andrew Kilgore, 39 years old. Upon stopping and behaving appropriately, Blevins was told that he got pulled over because his license tag light was out. This is a good time to remind us all that all the so-called safety regulations about cars are really actually about giving cops probable cause to stop. So then, because the license plate light was out, Officer Kilgore at 11 o'clock on the night of January 25th said, uh, can, I, uh, uh, can I search your car? And they said, no. Do you have a search warrant? You got a search warrant you can, which, by the way, is the right answer. And they said, all right, you're under arrest. Get out of the car. And handcuffed them both and put them in a position where they couldn't see what, everything that was going on. He then summoned a canine officer named Shane Butler. He talked to Officer Kilgore. Butler walked around the car and ducked down by the open passenger door where Blevins couldn't see him. And then he went and got his canine. And, of course, the canine, the canine uh, then alerted on the passenger side of the car, the same place where Officer Blevins had been. Kilgore, and this is according to lawsuit papers, Kilgore came over and reached inside and then showed plaintiff a bag of what plaintiff assumed was illegal drugs. Kilgore claimed to have found the bag inside the vehicle. Blevins, meanwhile, had never seen the bag before. Officer Kilgore immediately knew that it was methamphetamine. So they arrested him. They arrested Blevins. They took him to the Cherokee County Jail. 
He stayed there till the next afternoon. Had to sleep on a concrete jail floor. You know, our buddy Scary Jerry has talked about people in Florida going, uh-uh, don't go to jail in Georgia. Well, you know what, Jerry? People in Georgia go, uh-uh, don't go to jail in, in, in Alabama. They will let white folks freeze to death in a jail in Alabama. So, uh, May 3rd, um, yeah, by the way, Blevins' name and his mugshot and the charges were all published in the local paper. But on May 3rd, something approaching justice miraculously occurred. That's when Officer Kilgore was arrested for criminal conspiracy to commit a controlled substance crime distribution. And after Kilgore was arrested, the charges against Blevins and a number of other people uh, were uh, dropped. So apparently Officer Kilgore was running a meth operation and keep and, and, and keep keeping the attention off himself by setting up innocent motorists. Blevins' lawyer, John Doldfarb, said, I'm afraid this case is just scratching the surface of the damage Officer Kilgore has done to the innocent people he arrested for possessing or distributing drugs, drugs that he planted on them so that he could get another drug bust to his credit. Officer Butler is also being sued. He hasn't found the inside of a jail yet, though. Uh, he worked for Cedar Bluff Police Department. Actually, he is an officer of the Cedar Bluff, Alabama Police Department. Meanwhile, a, a professional snitch, a confidential informant, dropped the dime on Kilgore shortly after Blevins' arrest. And shortly after the center police department hired him, uh, he was there for less than a year, but shortly after hiring, suddenly the center police department was braying and, and, and bragging about all the drug busts. Center police chief Kirk Blankenship issued a public statement saying, we're very disappointed in Kilgore's conduct. Disappointed? How about ashamed? How about mortified? There's no excuse for any officer violating the law like this. Once again, the goddess of irony bites him in the ass every time. There's no excuse for an officer of the law violating the law like this. I guess that means that there are excuses for an officer of the law violating the law like other ways. Maybe by beating someone to death. Oh no. Cops. Not all cops. Right. Oh, note coming in from Kim in New York. Hi, Kim. Uh, Robin, is it possible that Trump thinks if he becomes speaker, he'll have immunity from prosecution? Serious, Robin. If he becomes speaker, I'm really going to go off the deep end. What the hell is going on here? 
I feel like, yeah, Kim, I mean, I feel like we're, we all feel like we're down the rabbit hole. A lot of this feels like bad acid. And I don't think he would have immunity from prosecution. No, <laughs> you can just ask Bob Menendez. Oh, my God, that case has gotten worse. Bob Menendez, it turns out, well, you know, there were the gold bars and the suit, the jacket pockets lined with, you know, stuffed with cash. But some people have been digging di- deeper, and part of the conspiracy had to do with his wife's uh, really fancy schmancy car. I, she wrecked it. She wrecked her car. Bob Menendez's wife did. And, uh, well, she, uh, she wrecked it, and and she and, and and she was taken in. She was never tested for drugs or alcohol or any kind of impaired driving. This was in New Jersey, and she killed a guy. She killed a man when she wrecked her car. Some calls were made. And suddenly the police determined through, uh, I'm sure, detailed sleuthing that her victim, well, that, that Mrs. Menendez, then uh, is before she was Menendez's wife, but they were dating apparently, um, well, uh, she was not at fault because the guy was jaywalking. Jaywalking. Because sure, of course, naturally. But no, he may think there's immunity, Kim. But there isn't. But what the thing is, though, he could stand there at the podium and howl and bark and grunt and shriek his uh, uh, ugly orange head off and claim that it was all covered under speech, the speech and debate clause. And, Arnold, you're not wrong. Your graphic for the folks in the Pacific Daylight Time Zone dinner hour he could make a grimacing face and load his pants live on TV. That's going to take some brain bleach. Yeah, but no, uh, if he was to, no, that wouldn't keep him, no. Uh, he would still be a candidate for president. Because he wouldn't be an elect, I mean, among other things, he wouldn't be an elected member of the House of Representatives because the Constitution does not require that the Speaker of the House be an elected member of the House. I know, weird. Uh, I'm not, uh, Kim. I mean, uh, don't don't doubt yourself. I'm not going to be okay if they do this too. But by the same token, 
because, you know, I'm a little ray of sunshine. This gang of maggots in the house is in such disarray. You know, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. But they're in such disarray that putting Nitwit Nero's name into nomination could lead to something uh, something vaguely resembling uh, Leon Scum's rapid unplanned disassembly of his dick rocket. Imagine being a, a, a maggot member of the house Yes, it would, Kim. Kim, as that would be worse than the QAnon shaman sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Yes. But imagine being a maggot member of the House who has sworn that Nitwit Nero uh, was their god emperor, but also wanting to be reelected. What if it was Mike Lawler from New York? Or Nancy Mace in South Carolina in a purple district, because you know we 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 tend to we tend to make assumptions about places in the South. But it, Charleston is a genteel place. They're, they're trying to they're, try, they're trying to get past that whole start in the Civil War thing. And there are people who live in that district who vote Democrat. There are rather a lot of them. Nancy Mace did not win in a landslide in 2022. And I think the total is, what, 17 Republicans who uh, won their seats in districts that Joe Biden carried in 2020? A lot of those would be looking at saying bye-bye. Now add into the mix basically a loyalty oath vote for Nitwit Nero to be Speaker of the House. If he did not get a unanimous vote, he would begin exacting, exacting vengeance from the Speaker's podium on anyone who did not vote for him. If he is nominated, I have no doubt that he will expect Jim Jacket off Jordan uh, to rescind his candidacy, and the same for Steve Scalise. And it would be a hot mess. And then he would have to, he, Julius Geezer, he would have to find someone that he felt like was a, a, a sufficiently loyal and thuggish uh, lieutenant to serve as speaker. But remember, these are the maggots we're talking about. I, I, I verily believe... that President Biden and Vice President Harris, Vice President Harris's lives 
would be in more danger in that moment than they have heretofore been, and they have been in danger as it is. Because the Constitution would the Constitution says that the order of succession is president to vice president to Speaker of the House. And Nitwit Nero wants to be president by any means necessary. Because the presidency would pause his criminal prosecutions. That's why he's running in the first place. And frankly, if he was interim Speaker of the House, as I noted in yesterday's episode, episode? Volume? Podcast. Um, he would he would march into court and say, I'm sorry, excuse me, excuse me, I'm Speaker of the House now. I don't have time for your stupid prosecutions, so y'all just need to suck it. It wouldn't be immunity, Kim, but, and I, I'm, I'm fond of using this term lately, it would be constructive immunity from prosecution. Y'all, it's getting weird. It's getting real weird. But it, 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 this he can't he can't he can't get a uh, can't get a break. No, he lost again today. U.S. District Court Judge Lewis Kaplan today uh, said. Get the fuck out of here to one of the people that Nitwit Nero's lawyers have flagged as, a, as an expert witness in the damages trial brought by E. Jean Carroll. Judge Kaplan said five out of six of the requests made by uh, Carroll's attorneys were moot. But the sixth one, Judge Kaplan said, now we're not going to hear any testimony from Robert J. Fisher, whom they wanted to use to rebut expert witness Professor Ashley Humphreys. Professor Humphreys has expertise in... uh, uh, reputational repair for people who have been defamed. And apparently this Fisher dude has been found unreliable in previous uh, in, in another court ruling. In his written in his written order, Judge Kaplan said Mr. Fisher does not explain how his experience informs his criticisms of 
Humphrey's proposal for reputation repair. Indeed, his entire analysis of Humphrey's proposal for reputation repair contains no citation other than to Humphrey's report. And Mr. Fisher's report in this case suffers from the same inadequacies. The first six and a half pages of his 12-page report contain a mixture of legal opinions as well as arguments about the evidence and sundry other things, none of which is a proper subject of expert testimony. Ow! In other words, dude, you're a charlatan. So now Nitwit Nero has no expert with which to rebut the expert uh, testimony of E. Jean Carroll's witness, whose testimony will, in fact, go to the question of how much money is it going to take to, as the law says, make E. Jean Carroll whole. And then there's the other thing uh, that happened today with Judge Ngoron in Lower Manhattan. He entered an order forbidding uh, the uh, uh, oh hi hi Sharon uh, the uh, forbidding the evil orange troll. That's from Sharon, evil orange troll. From moving so much as a, as one thin dime without express permission of the court's uh, the, the court's well uh, independent monitor. Trump, Eric Trump, Alan Weisselberg, and Jeffrey McConney must report to independent monitor Mar- Barbara Jones. Based on his uh, and Gore, Judge and, uh, Justice and Gorin's uh, summary judgment in which he said any certificates filed under and by virtue of GBL Section 130 by any of the entity defendants or by any other entity controlled or beneficially owned by Donald J. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Alan Weisselberg, and Jeffrey McConney are canceled. Ew. And any potential receivers must be named by the... uh, 26th day of this month. And he said all of those defendants have a se- have seven days to give uh, independent monitor Barbara Jones a list of all entity defendants and any other entities controlled or beneficially owned by Donald J. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Alan Weisselberg, and Jer- Jeffrey McConney that have existing certificates. Oh, that stings. That means he can't Launder his money. Can't try to hide it. One gets the notion that Letitia James is very serious and very competent. And he's, he, by the way, he's going to scamper. He scampered. He scampered off. But Nero ran away. No. No. Bravely ran away, away. I didn't. No, uh, the word is... He's, uh... 
leaving uh, his tacky-ass penthouse and heading back to Magaloco, even though he told Justice Ngoron, I'll be here all week. Yeah, whining, uh, whining to uh, the messenger. Uh, one of his spokes creeps said, Mar-a-Lago, no fraud, and it's a Democrat hit job. Because there are always people out there that are willing to think that the check's going to clear. And you know, folks, folks are beginning to opine about uh, you know what it's like to try to represent him. And former Trump White House lawyer, speaking uh, Jim Schultz, speaking to CNN today, uh, laid out the most fundamental problem for any lawyer who thinks they can represent him and get him to shut the fuck up and not screw himself. For the first time since it started, Trump did not show up today, instead went home to Mar-a-Lago. But all week he's been on the attack against the judge, uh, clerk, and attorney general. The attorney general is also responding to his attacks. I'm stuck here because I have a corrupt attorney general that communicates with the DOJ in Washington to keep me nice and busy. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. Former Trump White House lawyer Jim Schultz is joining us now. I do want to clear something up because we've heard this over and over again, that Trump says he's stuck there, he has to be there, and it's affecting his ability to be on the campaign trial. But he doesn't have to be there, does he, for this whole trial? It's a civil trial. No, he doesn't necessarily have to be there, but he does have a need to defend his interests. And to a certain extent, right, he's on the biggest stage in the world. So, you know, he's, this, is all, this is all being covered when he comes out of the, out of the courtroom. He's able to make statements. Mm-hmm. He's able to make the, the, the comments about he believes this to be a witch hunt, all the other things we've heard about, all the other investigations. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he takes shots at the prosecution, takes shot at the judges and everyone else that this is some big Democratic conspiracy. All right. I do want to ask you about that because Trump's legal team has now filed an actual motion to dismiss criminal charges relating to another case, that hush money case that New York brought. Um, And part of the argument is that he was indicted to interfere uh, in the 2024 presidential election cycle, that this was just mere interference in that cycle to keep him from being able to run. Uh, Is this a legal strategy or is it a political one? I think it serves both, right? I, I think it serves more the public-facing political narrative than it does any legal defense that he has, because I don't believe he's going to have any success, and it's a big hill to 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 try to get a hurdle to climb, if you will, to to get over that and to make those arguments. So I do think it serves him more in the context of his public-facing political arguments than it will in the courtroom. 
All right, I do want to ask you about him. He's really gone on the attack, and he's attacked everyone, including a clerk. He had a gag order put on him because of a post that he made about a clerk in the New York case. He has called for the New York judge uh, to be disbarred. He has labeled the New York attorney general many things, including a monster and a racist. He's called special counsel Jack Smith, uh, who is prosecuting Trump in the election subversion case and the classified documents case, deranged and a psycho, and many other things. Look, he's already got a gag order in place now because of what he did uh, with the clerk. Is this going to be a problem for him going forward? As prosecutors look oh, for my other sweet cases summer where they child. might want to put gag orders in place and hope the judge agrees with them, they can look back at what he said, correct? Sure, that's going to be part of the prosecution strategy in every one of these cases, and he's giving them a ton of fodder to file those types of motions. But at the same time, like we all know he's not going to dial back what he says in the public realm. He never has. He's uncontrollable in that regard. You know, No way his lawyers are going to talk him out of doing it. No way his political advisors are going to talk him out of doing it. And if he believes it's in his interest to say it, he's going to say it publicly. And you know that very well. You have dealt with him and, and gone through some of this. Jim Schultz, thank you so much for coming on and explaining all that to us. Dealt with some of this. Understatement of the evening. Uh, okay, we got we to gotta do uh, Here's the thing. Just got a note from Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Evil Subject line, evil orange troll. Dear Robin, I love you dearly, but the orange troll cannot be Speaker of the House. He is not an elected representative of any state. Uh, Sharon, I, I, I wish you were right. The Constitution, however, does not require the Speaker of the House to be an actual member of the House of Representatives. It merely requires that the House shall have a Speaker. And it's well-settled law that that means that you don't have to be a member of the House of Representatives to be the Speaker. Similarly, one does not have to actually be a member of the bar or a lawyer to be, amazing, a Justice of the Supreme Court. That has, and, and that's happened. But no, no, th this is being floated because it's an insane possibility, but it is a possibility. And it is not, it is not forbidden. I would sleep a little easier if it was the case that he couldn't be speaker. But he can be. And that's enough to make my liver quiver. But the chaos. Oh, the chaos. And in some, in some, to a certain extent, the chaos is the point. It always is. That and the cruelty. But yeah, he ran away today. And that's probably, unless he is called to the stand, unless and until he is called to the stand... That's probably the last that that courtroom will see of him. Like I said, barring subpoenas. 
Uh, Speaker Trump, Matt in San Francisco, says if that happens, I want Secret Service to form a solid circle around Kamala Harris. They could walk into the room like the finale of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I would want Secret Service protection for the president and the vice president. Doubled? Tripled? Quadrupled? Uh, Roger, meanwhile, says he can't be Speaker because the rules of the House deny any leadership position if one is under indictment for a crime with more than one year jail time as a possibility. You think the, you, you think the maggots wouldn't change that rule in a minute? We are in a... We, we, are, we, are, we are in terra incognita. Uh, the House rules said it would take more than one person to file a motion to vacate the speakership, too. Change that rule. That's the whole thing about democracy and laws. It's what I have uh, talked about for ages and have referred to as the Tinkerbell theory of democracy. Tinkerbell only lives if people believe in her. And it's the same thing with the Constitution. There has to be a consensus view. There has to be a desire to be a nation of laws and not of persons. And we saw that out the window on January 6, 2021. And as I have said repeatedly, y'all, they're doing it again. We started out with y'all, they're going to do it again. But in various and sundry ways, they are doing it again. And, uh, well, a little, a little, well, how nice for you, pat on the back for uh, former Mike Pence national security aide Olivia, Olivia Troy, who uh, spoke up in defense of Cassidy Hutchinson and said, yeah, those guys in the Oval Office were every bit the sleaze bags that Cassidy says they were. Olivia Troy went on and did an interview with, uh, with, uh, Wolf Blitzer over the report that came out today that says that Nitwit Nero discussed, talked about, told U.S. nuclear submarine secrets to an Australian billionaire who just happened to be a member of Magaloco Country Club. Uh, Wolf Blitzer said, Olivia, there was always a question about what Trump was doing with these highly classified documents that he stored over there at Mar-a-Lago. This potentially shed some serious light on that, right? And Olivia Troy said yes, and it takes it to a whole new level of understanding of the negligence of his behavior with such sacred information that, look, people put their lives at risk for. 
I mean, I have to tell you, Wolf, I'm sick to my stomach just reading and learning this news exactly of what they believe it was that he shared. Because, look, it's the silent service, the submariners who spend months at sea. I think about just what a betrayal to have a former president of the United States sharing this information that could easily be given to foreign adversaries who are eagerly, like, eagerly seeking this type of information that could put all our national security at risk. It's beyond disgraceful. This is awful. Well, if an Australian billionaire got it, pretty sure Pootie has it now. Uh, we are in terra incognita, Brother Deaconesa says, or as Mr. Uh, Anajibad from Office Space likes to say, this is a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fuck. God, I need, I need to rewatch Office Space. I do. Uh, just a few minutes left in the program, but somebody's on the stress line. Let's bebop over there for a second. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey, Robin, you, you had an excellent program tonight. Thank you. You you, you had an excellent pro- I mean, seriously. Thank and you. go Storm King. Go Storm King. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, you did. And, 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 I mean, you are. I mean, what is wrong with these people, man? It, we... I we mean, <laughs> We're through the uh, we're, dude. We are through the looking glass. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. You know what? I don't know if I said it when I. I, I don't know, man. It's, I might have talked to you more this week than in, in the entire time that we've been talking. But it, it, we're in unprecedented territory. I feel it's larger. I mean, I, I'm gonna hang up because you gotta go, but. Uh, Holy, yo, uh, I don't know if I said, it's like, it's like we're living, like you said, badass, we're like, right. we're, we're, it's just like we're in a bad movie and we can't get out of it. That's the thing. We're in a B movie, but we, we can't get out of it. What, what's that, what's that director's name? It's Texas, uh, it's Texas. an offbeat, this is an offbeat. What, what Texas, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Well, that's a good one. But this is an offbeat director, and he got his namesake, like Peter Bogdanovich. Peter Bogdanovich, yes. Uh, Last picture show. Right. There we go. I was thinking, right. So it's like it's like we're in this fucked up sh- weird shit, and we cannot, we, how do we escape this? I'm so glad you said what you said, you know, and you were so kind to a, a certain caller. See, our constitutional rules are not meant for miscreants. We're in a bad place. And Adam and Jehoshaphat, oh my, did you listen? It took them to the third hour. Uh, <laughs> I do, you know, I always DVR it because I only got time to look up. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I like, and they shifted up, man, they had the round table. I was like, son of a bitch. Okay. So they were listening. Well, you know, you know the routine. But that's okay. You know what? Flattery, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. And, uh, yeah, so, they, you know, people are listening. But 
wildly wild. I mean, uh, but and, and and it's like finally, finally, they're talking about the mentally ill fascist as he should be talked about, as the mentally ill fascist that he is. They're finally tossing that word around, and don't forget. Hitler, the lost tapes. Now, it, it's not what it appears to be in terms of the title. It's not, you're, it's not like a run of the mill, like, oh, there's a documentary about Hitler and all the terrible shit he did. It's that, but the, the first three episodes describe a, a certain individual that is on the radar right now that we're always talking about that happens to be orange and a fascist. And it's, it's just got, it's, it makes you, it makes you go, no. No, no, and back it up. Oh my God! It's like, holy it, look. If that shit don't take you, 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 you're not, you're not sentient. You ain't woke, and everybody needs to be woke. Because woke means staying alert. That's what that. What's a woke means? Be alert. Yeah, woke. Woke means so, uh, competently understanding Americans, America's history and culture. Ooh, a lot of well, a lot of a lot of which, a lot of a lot of which is not particularly fun to look at. But you know, re- but Republican Republicans have basically uh, you know everything. Uh, they've got a they they've got a primary school understanding of of biology. They got a primary <laughs> understanding. They got a primary school understanding of. Uh, uh, of, of of civics, of history, huh? of sociology. Oh, and and by the way, it's not just us. Uh, Claire across the pond uh, sent me a a, a note today. Uh, Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of the UK, mm-hmm. finally said the quiet part out loud, uh, and it was not. It, uh, uh, it was disgusting. Uh, he, he uh, uh, Claire said uh, Sunak finally speaking out loud what's always been festering in his maggoty tiny mind uh, we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be a man is a man and a woman is a woman that's just common sense um, Claire mm-hmm. adds and bigotry, racism, transphobia and scum thy name is Tory amen uh, but he's a dummy it's a question of gender, oh. not sex, and the two are wildly different. And he's he's too uh, he's too yeah. dumb and bigoted to understand that. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, well, uh, George and Corsgold said, "Subject line: Get them all." I suspect there's some hidden assets in Young Baron's name. I don't think that's a secret. She, Melanoma, re-insisted on renegotiating the prenup to provide for uh, Barron's well-being and hers. You know, we didn't even talk about that all week. It seems like I talk to you every day this week, but we, yeah, I didn't. I mean, there's so much we didn't get into that part. But you see, uh, well, maybe a little bit. I know I mentioned. the Taj Mahal, but uh, his, his assets, you see, it's, it's, it's all built on 
on straw. It was always like that. It was always like that. This is what I don't, I don't get. It's like everyone, every everyone, all the neighbors said, "Oh, don't let that person rent from your rent your house." They lived here and they wrecked the place. Don't rent to them. Everybody who knew, they said, "Oh no, he can see." No, no, he's not fit. Oh, that's a joke. Oh no. But the problem is, as was stated on the round table, I'm telling you, that format was a little bit different today on shows for that. And I, I, I credit that to you because it was really, it's like, you know what? We have to talk about this because what do we, you know, um, the mainly of the MILF is one, he's just one entity. But the problem, why did 70 million people vote for him and maybe more are still supporting him and don't even get it? They don't get it. What do we do with these people? And that's the $64 million question. I'm not being funny. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think, I don't think you are. It's. It's, 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 it's a Kobayashi Maru. It's. It, it, it may not be. I mean, we. What you have to do is establish enough of a majority to just keep them, keep them away from the levers of governance. Because when they get well, hold, because when they get hold of it, they wreck the place. You remember how? Uh, remember how the loyal Bushies bragged upon leaving the Oval Office that uh, that they had uh, put moles all over the federal government? Sleeper cells? Mm-hmm. They did. They, we left things in place so that we'll have continuity. They, they, they said it out loud in a, in a certain kind of way. Right. I remember that. That's what you mean. Is that correct? Yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the hive mind is at work here. Darlene in Connecticut just said, if there were enough maggots in the Senate and Trump became Speaker of the House, we'd have the Kobayashi Maru on our hands here. Very unsettling. That's she was she, she was typing Kobayashi Maru before I even said it. That day, it takes about what a half a day to type that, doesn't it? <laughs> Chisel it into stone. Well, well, first you got to call the stone mason, acquire, you know, make sure everything's lined up. Is the granite right? Because I only work with a certain kind of granite. Oh, anyway. Oh, goodness. Holy. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, (laughs) yo, oh, and I, I mean it. It's like, they, I'm so glad that that people are listening to your your program and and amplifying um, some of the insights that you have. That's all, that's that's what I can say about that. You know exactly what I mean. Um, but you know what? Um, uh, the MILF, he and, and they talked about this today. But we are you. 
he is definitely he, he is not going to make it. He hasn't even been, he hasn't even been to the real trial yet. He hasn't been where he has to be there. He's he's doing voluntary shit. Wait till he has to be there. Wait till he has to show up. He ain't gonna make it. I I wonder. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 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 what people say is correct that this is all just performative. And you know, but you know, they they said that he he fled New York today because he had done all he needed to do and poisoned the well uh, of 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 you know his maggot followers relative to uh, how you know uh, to the trial. You know, Tisha James is a corrupt racist. Well, I don't. You know what? Everybody needs a break. You know, life is life can be hard. If, if just normal life, everybody needs a break. And if you if you can go to Florida, you know, I would go. If I had a place, you know, on the beach in Florida, I, you know, I'd be back and forth. Uh, however, however, his shit is immensely fucked up, and and he knows he see that's the thing. This fucking New York case. Do you understand all this shit? I mean, I I mean, I remember being 15 years old and reading about all this shit in the New York Times. Oh my god, I remember this shit like yesterday. I really, and it was like, oh, but he's famous, but oh, he's always in the news and he's doing stupid shit and he's like calling in the radio station. He's like, oh, you know, oh look, oh my god, you know, Frankie Frankie Crocker's talking shit about him. Oh god, you know, and then you know, it was a big joke. It was a fucking joke. You know, Hawkins steaks and, and, and cutler and any, you know, anything. Cause you just get the money and fuck it up. You know, like a rich crackhead. You know, just here, here's the money. What, what happened to the money? I don't know. I fucked it up. Here's the package. What happened to the package? I don't know. I fucked it up. So that's, that's the kind of person. Oh no, I fucked it up. Oh God. <laughs> you know, ain't where the receipt. I don't know. No receipt? No. Well, what happened to the money? I don't know. I don't know, man. What happened to the casino? Well, <laughs> it was big. What kind of, honest to God, honest <laughs> to God though, every, every time you bring up the casino, the, the first thing that goes through my mind is, what kind of fuck up do you have to be to go bust in your own casino? Yo, man. I, I, I'm looking right here because I, I I was there right. I mean, I got I, I a have, casino I, is time. a license to print money. All right, so listen, and that that place turned to a disgusting abandonment. Eight left that, that uh, thing was. Oh, I mean, wait, I was wait, there. wait, wait! Stop it! <laughs> abandonment. <laughs> As, I'm telling you, look here, man. I, look, lady. That I, I was that, look when I went up there because you know I'm back. I'm I travel. I'm up there a lot. I'm you know AC is fucked up. It's like North Philly by the sea. It's kind of it's a little bit jacked up. Once you once you get off the strip, it's just a little shape. Atlanta, however, North Philly by the sea. <laughs> Man, you're yeah, that's you're, what you're, it is. you're good tonight. Well, well, it's only true. Like South Jersey belongs to Philly, like. Seriously, I have driven through that neck of the woods. 
And I agree. Uh, and it was a pie baron. Uh, well, I mean, like literally, like like if you know the history, like I grew up in the area. I'm telling you, Bulrock Empire is based on a true story. You look at the map. How the fuck can you make a highway that straight? You know how much corruption went on to get. I mean, it's beautiful. It's the Jersey Turnpike, but in, I mean, the Atlantic City Expressway. All you got to do is cross the Ben Franklin Bridge, man, and Fort Boom. You're on it, and you go 100 miles an hour. You got to do 100. You got, man, come on. Now you're gonna pay. It's a toll road. You fly. They want people to get out there and spend money, just like back in the day with trolleys down hot those highways. But to do that, you know, you got like easement right away. I mean, it's all kind of shit. So rewatch Worldwide Empire. That shit ain't, they ain't make that shit up. They ain't make yeah, that shit I, up. But you Look mentioned the fucking map. You mentioned the Pine Baron. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a deep dive. There's a wonderful novel out there. They, they made a not they made a not great movie out of it. Uh, but the novel is you know it's it, it's it's got even in the paperback form it's got doorstop potential. It's it's thick. And I've read it a couple of times. By an author named Mark Helprin, who is actually kind of right wingy, but he writes some really beautiful shit. My, wait, Mark Halprin? I know, I know who you're talking about. A Winter's Tale. No, Mark Halprin. He he's like a little a squat, dark haired dude. He he sometimes he's on like doing commentary. No, no, no. This is no, Mark no, no, This is this is Mark Halprin, the author. Oh, Halprin. Okay. And he wrote a book called okay. Winter's Tale. Also wrote mm-hmm. Soldier of the Great War, uh, memoir from Ant Proof Case. But A Winter's Tale is just beautiful. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a fantasy, but it's grounded in like 1890s reality, and before that. And there mm-hmm. is there's a, a there's a substantial section of the book early on that uh, talks about how this little orphaned boy was raised by the bay men of the Pine Barrens. <laughs> and that sounds terrible. And and that it, sounds sinister. It, it, well, I mean, it, and they were, you know, they they were, were kind of like, oh, it's hard to describe, but they were, they were shadowy. I don't mean like organized crime. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they they lived in the bogs and the and uh, and they raised they raised the little boy. And eventually, he finds his way into 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 New York City, and gets involved with a like an you know a golden uh, a gilded gilded age gang. It's a, it's a heck oh. of, it's a heck of a novel. That sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. I think it came, the gilded age. Anything in the gilded age. It, 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 it was published. Like it, it was published in like 1982. And it's I had to check that out. It's just a beautiful piece of prose. Uh, Clarence has a note for you. What? Tell Todd I know he knows him. My buddy. Your buddy, yeah. (laughs) Tell Todd I know he knows them streets. Fuck up the package and a bandominium. That's real rap. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Thank you. And uh, uh, Billable Rick awarded you that cowbell. Trump failed at all of his business ventures like a rich crackhead. (laughs) (laughs) That's some Rick James. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, tell me if I'm off base here. That's some Rick James shit. That's some Rick- oh, no. Stop it. 
Go talk about that 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 documentary on Prime, though. Oh my God! Don't Rick, man. Look, don't even start with that. Don't even start. Sorry. Oh my God! That's a whole, no, but oh, but but seriously, like I remember in um, must have been 2018, like. Yeah, it was 2018. I had, I met, I was, you know, I, met, I was, I was up there because I, I have friends in the area. That's why I'm up there. Pleasantville is a black community right outside of Lincoln City, just like in Blue Rock Empire, you know. But it called something else. Pleasantville is like the black community. And um, but anyway, so I was up there seeing my friends, and that's when I was at. We were at, you know, we went to the Blue Rock. It was at night because you know it was lit up, but it was like. Everything you got the valleys and oceans and um uh seeds Caesar is nice, you know. But uh then there was the Taj Mahal and it's like, damn. It's as dark and the paper was blowing around like in some fucking movie from the depression and shit. Everything but everything <laughs> but every, off, yeah, every, everything but tumbleweeds. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Well, and, and, by, and by, yeah, by the way, by the way, you're getting kind of an amen from Arnold in PA. Uh, Arnold said I was in Baltimore uh, recently, a few weeks ago. It's basically fucked. Philly's fucked, and Todd is always right. Damn, man. You know, and Arnold's a young man. Thanks, Arnold. I, I you know what? I'm so proud. Of, I'm not proud is wrong. I'm sorry, Arnold. I didn't mean proud. Not my son, but I'm, I mean, I'm happy that you're emotionally and physically invested in politics and you're interested. Because I think Arnold's, Arnold's like, I'm, I seem to remember him saying he was interested in running for some local office. And um, I think that's a good thing. That's what we all, oh, that, see, and then you got to go, and that goes right back to where another, another area. You see, this is where they outplayed us, and we had to really wake up. Local, local, that's where we get groomed in local politics because these people have taken over the state houses and there's a lot of power when you have all the state houses. You see, governors have a lot of power and state legislatures have a lot of power. And we have to wise up because you see what's happening. They're taking over. These people have a plan, man. I've, I've been around some of these people. I'm trying to tell you right now, there's a fucking plan. Now, you may not be around them, but I've been around them because where I live. And there's a concerted effort. It, it, it's like a patriot movement, you know, from the Revolutionary War. They, they've kind of melded that because they're getting money. They're getting grant money from preservation and Revolutionary War movement stuff. And they're funneling that into this new Civil War shit. So we had to be very aware of that. You know, we got to be ready. So what that means, the only thing we can do is, we don't, you know, we don't like, I mean, we all drink, I guess, but they, they drink liquor and they love guns and they're, you know, they're armed. They're ready. Like they're, you know, they're ready. They're, they're into this shit. They shoot around here. I hear, I mean, you hear them behind my house. You know, hold on, hold on. I'll let that one get, get by. I'll let that one get by too quick. They like liquor and they got guns. And we're back to the stump. It's only true. One of the, one of the first gr groups what? that I coined and identified way back at the beginning of this program was the Stump Liquor Bunch. Oh, Stump Liquor. Oh, don't start with that. 
The stump licker bunch. See, that, people ma- who ma- Maine is a know. snake. Look. Drunker than Adam's off ox. Drinking that, drinking that fermented yep. shit from the stump out in the woods where they were, where where they, where, where they had the, the the mule walking in a circle grinding the cane. And it's got like well, hornets and wasps and yellow jackets now. and shit floating in it. And uh, what yep. makes you mean? They, they say, well, that makes it sweet right there. Don't look at it. They say you don't look at sausage. Don't look at this liquor either, but you're going to buy it, ain't you? That's right. I'm going to get this right here, son. I got that good shit for you. Now, you're going to drive 20 miles, now. You're going to get this right here. I know you smell like oatmeal, but that's the good stuff right there. You smell oatmeal above it. Now, look, man, I've been out there to the stores. This is what I'm trying to tell you. These motherfuckers got, because, you know, it's legal now. You can buy a nice stainless steel store online. These people yeah. got this shit set up. They're not fucking playing. So we had to be active. I'm, I'm about to become politically active because, you know, frankly, I don't give a fuck. I really, I mean, I'm, my life is clean. It can look, you know, whatever. I'm fine. Because somebody has to stand up. We, we can't let these people take over. These idiots, these these cra- I mean, why is it a third of America? You know what? You, you need to. I, I mean, you, you need to, you need to be living down in Nancy Mace's district so you can so you can vote for a Democrat <laughs> where it'll matter. Yeah. Well, my look. You know, when I go to vote, man, it's so sad. I look around. I'm like, man, you want to trust my motherfucking man? My vote don't even count around here. Ugh. Yeah, I'm I vote around the people who play polo. And shit. I, they, you know, my shit don't count. But that's the system. This is what we have to fix it. This gerrymandering, gerrymandering, and, uh, and very frankly, um, Clyburn talked about that this morning, but that, that's a problem. Um, well, we have a lot of problems. I, I, I mean, but education, I think, you know what? This, this, we're reaping, we are, we are eating the fruit. We're consuming the fruit of unfunded public education for decades. We're digesting that rotten fruit. And this is how we got Trump. A bunch of ignorant motherfuckers, man. And, and, and the rabble. It, it's fucking ridiculous. You know, they have devalued member. And this is partly Russia. See, they've been working on this. Like I said the other night, no, no, no. They've been working on this. You know, how do you, how do you going to uh, uh, try to brainwash people where education is not good? Now, that's some stupid shit. And see, Russia knows better. They know that the reason they did that is because they're poor and they understood that. They got into space first, but the reason they, they were able to do that is because they were able to channel all their funds into one thing. And they, they see in other countries what they do. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's what they do. They figure out who has aptitude early on, you know, and if you don't, if you don't make, you know, make the grade, you know, they'll they'll find something else for you to do. Maybe you'll be a good carpenter. Maybe you're not going to be a professor and that's okay, but you know, you'll be successful and that's what they do and they'll pay for your education. But you see, we, we have fucked up. And then you had these people devaluing science and education or teachers don't know shit. I mean, what the fuck? Ugh. Ugh. I know. I know. Am I am I ran? I mean, what am I wrong? Am I what? Am, no, you're good. Here. You're I'm, solid. 
and what but 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 all we can do is overwhelm them you know uh in the senate of the united states the democrats represent something more like something like 40 million more americans than republicans do because mm. of, the, of the way because of the fucked up way the senate is constituted there are mm-hmm. a lot more of us than there are of them or even you know joe manchin's beloved centrists <laughs> but the problem is the problem always lies in trying to motivate and get to the polls people who share our mindset because as I as I once heard years ago you know some things that I heard along the way really stuck with me and this mm-hmm. was one of them Van Jones, of all people, speaking at PowerShift in 2009 in D.C., said, conservatives talk individuality, but act collectively. Progressives talk collective, but act individually thus making it a hell of a lot harder to organize on our side because we don't appreciate being told what to fucking do. I I, I can't agree with that more. That's the, I, I absolutely and, and, you know, people, people have talked about, people said, you know, uh, organizing liberals and progressives is like uh, herding cats. Well, well, we're the, free thinkers. Well, but but hold on, it's not like herding cats. You can open cat, open up a little a, a, a can of, a can of little friskies, <laughs> and you can herd a cat anywhere you want it to go. So it ain't that easy. What this is is butterfly wrangling. You ever tried to get butterflies to all go in the same direction at the same time? Oh, I, I fucking oh, I hard. Look at them. They ain't no, what, what are you going to What are you going to do with a butterfly? You can't. No. I can't believe you brought up. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I had a I had a note from Billable Rick and from George and Corsgold. Um, uh, Billable Rick said, "I just saw that legendary retired football middle linebacker Dick Butkus died today in Malibu. He was eighty. Mm. He terrorized mm. college and pro football quarterbacks, offensive linemen, and running backs with his ferocious play and tackling as an All-American middle linebacker at Illinois, sixty-two to sixty-four." Hall of Fame middle linebacker with the Bears. For many years now, the best linebacker in college football has won the Butkus Award, named after Dick Butkus. When he retired from football, he was a sports commentator and went into acting. And he married his high school sweetheart, Helen Essenhart, and they were married for 60 years. Oh, my God, I didn't realize his acting, I didn't realize his acting uh, uh, resume was uh, so prolific. Longest Yard. Cry Onion, Mother Jugs and Speed, oh my God, Gus, Superdome, Cracking Up, Johnny Dangerously, Hamburger, The Motion Picture, The Stepford Children, Spontaneous Combustion, Gremlins 2, Necessary Roughness, and Any Given Sunday. Uh, on, uh, um, Deacon Jones, Pro Football Hall of Fame defensive end, characterized Buckus' style of play as follows. Dick was an animal. I called him a maniac, a stone maniac. And, and you know, Deacon Jones wasn't wasn't exactly a pacifist on the football field. He was a well-conditioned animal, and every time he hit you, he tried to put you in the cemetery, not the hospital. But what? 
Dick and Jones had a reputation of being a, a brute. So if he's saying that, that's some that's some serious shit. Yeah. It's, when Deacon jo- when Deacon Jones says you're a maniac and an animal, fuck. <laughs> Just like Trump said. You know what, Robin? Um, it, I just I, I feel so lucky to be able to be uh, in touch with you all over all these years, especially these um, trying times. Because literally, I mean, this is we're we're in we're inside of shit that's going to be in our history books. We're, yeah. we're right. We're right in the middle. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons that I, I want there to be an archive. You know, that there is an archive of this program because. You know, they say that journalism is the first draft of history. Well, we're kind of commenting on the first draft of history when we get it, you know, where where they get it right and where they get it wrong, and 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 maybe even providing some perspective here and there that may stand the te- the test of the ages. I mean, you said something earlier. You know, you said he ain't gonna make it. And there are so there are so many little moments in human history that are very much of the for want of a shoe for want of a nail the shoe was lost for want of the shoe the horse was lost you know, just tiny little bits of nothing that nobody noticed at the time and wound up making everything go sideways. Um, mm. the the way the first world war broke out being one of them. But you said he ain't gonna make it, and and, and uh, you know, Agent Fred. I'm not saying we're just speculating here, and we're allowed to speculate. Oh, uh, Agent Fred, we're so past you now. We're we're every day. It don't, don't no no don't don't insult Agent Fred. He's down there in the bowels of the NSA, eating his Krispy Kreme jelly donuts. Do not piss him off. Okay. But I got to thinking. Uh, and and it was particularly the, the the passage from Cassidy Hutchinson's book where she talked about how near death uh, the ugly orange troll was with COVID. I mean, there were conversations being had. She is uh, one of the. the Mike, you know what? She Mike, is Mike, Mike pencil neck geek was uh, was <laughs> you know polishing up his oath taking Bible. But this country, and if, if that had happened, this country would have come apart at the seams. And if that fucker is not on the ballot in 2024, could be trouble. Or if well, if if he if if he doesn't if he doesn't with if he can't keep his shit together through all of these trials and tribulations. I, let's put it. Do you do you have a dog? Todd, I have. Have you ever have you ever noticed how a dog can read you? Oh, they that, they they. If you there's a reason if, humans and I dogs mean, they can they, they know your emotions. Yeah, they can they can sense your emotional state when you're happy. They know it when you uh, when you're unhappy. Yep. They know it. 
They will, you know. They know it. They'll come, if you're not feeling well, they'll come over and try to cheer you up. Yes, it's, it's one of the sweetest things in the world. But yep. by the same token, over, yep. uh, if 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 he comes apart completely, or shuffles off this mortal coil, they're going to be unbearable. The maggots are. That's what I'm concerned about. That's what I'm concerned about. And, and that's exactly what I'm concerned about. Because he definitely, like, from, from my experience in training, I mean, I clearly he's already started to unravel. He's unable. Uh, he looks deranged. His, his, his affect is different. Uh, you know, he, he's, un, he's definitely, he, he, I, I mean it. Like this, and it's happening fast. It's happening very quickly, and and by the time if he has to, when he show, has to show up in, in Georgia at some point, um, and remember when you go to you know court is funny because uh, usually a lawyer will do whatever they can do to keep you off the stand. You know you never you know that's the worst that's the worst thing in the world. I tell you that. And I'm just telling because I've been through this like I've said a million times. So. Uh, that's the first thing. And the second thing is that they file motion, you know, you want to delay, gather your evidence, you know, and then when you get your discovery, keep delaying so you can really comb through the discovery and do your investigation on your side. Uh, but, you know, of course, you see, with this New York, it's, it's just numbers. This is, this is, you see, and we can't let this slide by because our friends and neighbors who are maggots or whatever, they say, well, he never, well, the judge already looked. I mean, it's the numbers. It's like, well, four, two and two is four, but you wrote six and you signed off on it. It's fraud. And you did that like, well, let's see, 6,287 times. You know, pattern and practice. Pattern and practice. Like, like Tish said, pattern. And that's, you know, that's the old time. That's what they get you. It's like, well, you know, it wasn't an accident because it's a pattern of practice. You know, you've been defrauding for decades. And the, the funny thing is everyone knew it. You know, in addition to the racism and, you know, taking money from the government, that's what galls me, though. And I'm glad you're letting me talk for a minute here. This, what God, one of the things that really, two things, that woman in Atlantic City that just wanted to die in her house and he wanted a fucking parking lot for his abandonment that he, that he, you know, that he failed. You know, and all she wanted to do was be in her house. And that's right, that is right where you walk up under the boardwalk. I mean, it's fucked up. It, so, but anyway, that's one thing. You know, but the other thing is that the, the defrauding over decades and decades and decades of taking money from the federal government, he and his father, they took money from the federal government to build public housing. Todd said public housing. And they would not rent to blacks and Puerto Ricans. Right. You know, they're like Archie Bunker on steroids. How the fuck are you going to take money from the government and to build public housing? And then you go and act like it's your shit. 
the fuck out of here. Now, because now, I mean, I understand it's a case like, well, I don't want to serve you. I, I mean, I mean, it's fucked up. I get it, but it's fucked up. But you ain't taking no money. In other words, they're taking my tax out and telling me I can't fucking live this. Are you fucking kidding me? So, you know, the best thing for him right now is to be detained because and, and be out of sight because uh, I, I, I really, my professional self uh, would indicate to me he's, he's really breaking down right now. I can see it. He looks deranged. He, you know, he's he's not. You know, he's done, and he ain't got started yet. This ain't no pressure yet. You wait. He, George is gonna fuck his ass off. But this shit right here, this a done deal. He's a, he's guilty. He's already. I mean, everybody knew this shit. Well, but remember, he like, uh, like said, he's, his his petty foggers in D.C. in the uh, <laughs> in the in the, in the, in the D.C. case. Have filed a motion to dismiss today. Uh, that would be Todd Blanche and John Loro, mm-hmm. saying that uh, well, you can't charge the president of the United States with conspiracy to ensure the president may serve unhesitatingly without fear that his political opponents may one day prosecute him for decisions they dislike. The law provides absolute immunity for acts within the outer perimeter of the president's official responsibility. Breaking 234 years of precedent, the incumbent administration has charged President Trump for acts that lie not just within the outer perimeter, but the heart of his official responsibilities as president. In doing so, the prosecution does not and cannot argue that President Trump's efforts to ensure election integrity and to advocate for the same were outside the scope of his duties. Bullshit. And hopefully Tanya Chutkin will tell him to, well... Stick it where the sun doesn't shine. I, I, I laugh. The first, I, I mean, every time you say petty father, I laugh just because the term. I mean, come on. I mean, how often do we get to hear that? I love it. You know, I mean, it's just such a wonderful. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's just such a wonderful word for a horrible, bad faith lawyer. But, but it's perfect. The way you describe it is like, damn. I, it's it's the fog machine. Oh, petty fog! It's like wow, you are man. You're, come on, you're the wordsmith, lady. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, and, that, and you know, and now done. over at Fox News TV, Radio Rwanda, uh, there, you know, that Greg Gutfeld is uh, claiming, you know, we uh, we uh, he said elections don't work. This today. Work? What the? What? Oh no. Okay. You know. And 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 he did it all in the all in the context of carping about criminal charges. Um, in uh, in 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 Philly. Because oh. some because some people oh. charged with looting in Philly uh, got off with. Minor punishment, and he and Greg Gutfeld said it was a criminal mulligan, and it's completely different from the standard that the January sixth people got. Well, you know, you st- you steal some petty yeah. shit is not the same as trying to overturn the government of the United States. Nonsense, tour. I'm I'm sorry, people. Stop that shit. 
It just makes you look stupid. Don't equate black manner or anything else with the defrauding of the American voters' choice and the disruption of the transfer of power. If we have no capital, we have no country. And once again, they put the Confederate flag in the capital. So remember, in their mind, they, they have won. They got they got point one. We have we're zero. They got one. We're at zero. Well, they, these, pe- they, 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 these people over there's such assholes, especially this Greg Gutfield. I return to my imperfect Damn, analogy from yesterday. Asshole. You know, wait a minute. You asshole very often. I'm serious. You really don't. Like I said, we had a war okay, over slavery. We knew slavery was we knew slavery was inhumane and immoral, but somehow we couldn't solve slavery peacefully. He's throwing a lot. We's doing a hell of a lot of work there, Todd. <laughs> it leaves you with you need to make war to bring peace because you have a side that cannot change. But then that means the admission that their beliefs have been corrupt all the time. So in a way, you have to force them to surrender. And somebody else said, well, we can have an election. And he said, no, elections don't work. We know that. We know they don't work. Hmm. Jesus, these people. Well, unreconstructed confederate. Yeah. I said it before. I'll say it again. That's exactly what we're dealing with. And they're, they're making nobody. Look, and they picked on that. Remember I kept saying, uh, you know, in Charlottesville, we, the, the country should have today. That was a signal right there. Hitler, the lost take, and it's not what you think it is. It's an analysis. First three episodes are an analysis. It's not what you might see on YouTube. Oh, look, there's Hitler's Parker and all that. No, no, no. Hitler, the lost take. So when I say the mentally ill fascists, I know what the fuck I'm Okay, the milk. And if that's what you want, fine, but know what you're getting. Exactly. By the way, you, you received a second cowbell. That from Ra- that from Ralphs. That's two cowbells tonight for abandoninium. <laughs> it's the truth. That yo. But I've got I mean, a, well, I appreciate. It. I got it. I do. I got to get out of here. But there, there's just so, there's just so much material tonight. Uh, yeah. Here's here's a story. Uh, once again, we said it first. Uh, we got there. We got there first. Uh, uh, Stephanie Rule on uh, on on MSNBC today, um, or last night maybe. Uh, they were talking about uh, counsel for the parking garage, Alina Havana <laughs> And uh, uh, her uh, her guest, one of her guests, Catherine Christian, mm-hmm. uh, a former assistant DA in Manhattan, said, you know, there are no mm-hmm. consequences for Donald Trump but for his lawyers because that wasn't an opening statement she gave. That was basically her giving a press statement. She's also, I think, his press spokesperson for these cases. She's a real lawyer, but she also acts as his press person. In court, there's a professional responsibility. You can't make arguments that you knowingly know are not based in law and facts. You can't just make that. You can make arguments. You know, all of us who have tried cases could step on that line. But if you know for a fact that it's not based on law and facts, you're not supposed to make that. So she might be dealing with issues after this trial. So hopefully she's getting paid well. Mm. And, you know, if, if she really did 
completely just, you know, doof it on the request for a jury trial, once the judgment is entered, there will be a call your carrier letter sent to Alina Havana 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 for her legal malpractice in failing to do something that a first-year law student knows to do if, in fact, you want a jury trial. So there's that. But i got to get out of here, well, Todd. Uh, I know. This is, this is almost a four-hour program now. I, see, this is what I'm I, 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 I Really, I'm going to hang out. But, but see, uh, this is what I'm confused about. Uh, all right. I, so maybe that she didn't say anything because she knows you couldn't. She didn't want to, you know, uh, put herself in jeopardy. However, what's going to happen? You see, uh, with all these moves with the trials and his misbehavior, he might have grounds for, uh, you know, mistrial. No, he, no you can't. You can't get him. You you you, genu- you generally can't get a mistrial for your own deliberate conduct. And since there's no okay. jury there, and and Justice Angoron has kept saying, you know, there's no jury here. And you know she she railed about why is this not a jury trial? We need a jury. And and he said to her well, because you did because you didn't you had it you could have filled out a form or checked a box online you didn't right well that kind of uh, maybe I misspoke but right but in other words uh, her his legal his lawyer is inept I mean that's it I think you can you can if you if your client wants a jury trial and you fail to demand a jury trial and the other side hasn't demanded a jury trial you're going to get a bench trial. Well, he fucked that's up. That's first year. Yeah, that's that's one. That's he, one L shit. Yeah. Yeah. He. You know. Right. Well. Right. You know what? Maybe he didn't because they they do discuss it. You know. Because you know because it was like jury or I remember you know when I had to go through something you know you know and it was judge and I was like I was a little nervous but you know I had a very good attorney and I trusted you know your attorney and everything worked out. Uh. So, you know, it's just don't get involved in that shit. It, it, it's only, you know, but he's fucked. I, I can't believe his position. It's, it's just disgusting. It's just so sad. It really is. But, you know, you'll be hearing from me because I can't help it. <laughs> you have a good evening. This has been a, this has been a Jim Dandy conversation. Uh, by the way, I in love, case, you, in case you're curious, you'll like this. Uh, Alina Havana got her bachelor's in political <laughs> science from Lehigh University. Mm. Mm. And then she got her uh, Juris Doctor degree from Widener Commonwealth Law School. That's Delaware. Widener. I think that's Delaware. So, so low... That's, that's like okay. Lehigh is where people no, go. No, uh, Widener is, in Harrisburg, and it's okay. part of a, it's part of a private university in Chester, Pennsylvania. Chester, you know where that is? That's below the airport. That's like going to South Philly and keep going down. That's Chester. Chester's fucked up. West Chester's beautiful. That's horse country. That's mushroom country. But Chester, Chester is Chester's like Newark. Just fucked up. Wait, Chester. You think Philly's bad? Damn, <laughs> damn, you're on tonight. West, yeah, Chester's like Newark. 
I'm not kidding. Dallas got a little pork. Man, Chester's jacked up, yo. Check Chester's bad. Like, Chester, you go, you hit the gas, like, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Todd, have a good night, man. <laughs> I'll see you Bye. later. Uh, so glad it was Todd on the line. That was good. And that's it for the program this evening. Uh, thanks to y'all for jumping in and taking us down from 570 to 500. Thank you so much. Thanks to all of our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. We always need new ones if you'd like to jump in, either Patreon or PayPal. Set you, a $10 subscription sets you back something like what, um, half a stick, less than half a stick of chewing gum per program. Wild. We're a bargain. Thanks to uh, all of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment. Tell your friends and neighbors. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Cold River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Wear your masks around five or more people, especially people you don't know, and God knows if you're around maggots. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse, maintain your social distance to the best of your abilities. And, uh, well, if, uh, if a lawyer comes up to you saying, hey, how do you get a jury trial? Uh, avoid that lawyer like the plague, because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.